Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, brought to you as always by our friends at ZipRecruiter. You know it's not smart? Not listening to House and I on NBA over-under win totals. We had an off year for us last year, and it still was not a losing year. This year will be a winning year. We feel very good about this year. Uh, you know what else isn't smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Luckily, there's a smart way at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. They find people with the right skills for your job. Actively invite them to apply. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. They are the best. They're rated number one. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, we're brought to you by TheRinger.com and The Ringer Podcast Network and Ringer Preview Palooza because that's happening. Oh, yeah, on Tuesday. This is one of the best things we have ever done at this company and even like ranks up there with some of the Grantland stuff too. Very ambitious all day affair on Tuesday videos, podcasts, uh, live watch on YouTube, the whole thing, more details to come on Monday as I'll prepare you to ruin your day on Tuesday. If you love basketball, um, speaking of ruin your day, I called Jacko for the ringer MOB show to talk about the Red Sox Yankees and the Yankees demise. He was surprisingly level-headed. Normally, we would have put it on this podcast, but we were just stacked. We had Rosillo and Kevin O'Connor and I tried to figure out the NBA MVP. We talked to John C. Riley. He was great. We just didn't have room for Jacko. We 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 moved our routine over to the Ringer MLB show. So if you want to hear us talk about that, great. I might actually hop on there with my dad, potentially, to talk about uh, Red Sox Astros. Um, it's great. It's baseball feed. We put up baseball podcasts. Why not use it? So that's been fun. And then um, Ringer NBA show, we've been previewing the league for the past couple of weeks. Kevin O'Connor and Chris Vernon finally kind of named their podcast. That seems like the mismatch. Good times there. One Shining Podcast. They mailed Tate 60 boxes of Cheez-Its. And got cookies. A, and cookies. Kyle got a tattoo. Titus is coming to LA. There's a world tour. Four cities in the Midwest coming up next month. So they're having a breakout. Good job by them. And then uh, last but not least on the podcast housekeeping front, House and I are also going on against all odds with Cousin Sal. And we're going to run that. We're gonna try, I think we're going to put that up Monday. But um, we're doing NBA futures on that. So that's MVP, Rookie of the Year, um, who's going to win the title, uh, finals, ma finals matchup bets, all that's the scoring title. All that stuff is going to be on against all odds with Cousin Sal. So if you like that stuff, I would hop over there, subscribe, or keep an eye out. I don't know when that's coming up. Probably Friday, maybe Monday. We're taping it today. Right now, House and I, it's time. I don't know. This is like the eighth year, the ninth year. I can't even remember how many years we've been doing this. NBA over, under, win totals. Answering important questions like, who the hell is Lloyd Pierce and what team does he coach? We're going to find all that out right now. But first, Pearl Jam. Hello, my friends. What a great show we have on the House of Car... Oh, no, wrong podcast. Joe House is here, though. Do you like my Joe House impersonation? That was that was your house impersonation? I tried. I, I half-assed it. I half-assed it. 
I half-assed it <laughs> well, like well, like how Jimmy Butler half-assed this week when uh, now he's all about winning, and yet the three teams he requested trades to were the Clippers, Nets, and uh, Knicks. I'm pretty sure those teams don't win consistently. The Clippers did for like three years. But if you're all about winning, why not, why not ask for trades to teams that win, like the Rockets? And that makes sense, Joe. Well, look, I, I'm very excited to be here today doing the podcast that we're about to do yeah. because it gave me the opportunity to tell you, to remind you, you effing need me. You you can't win without me. <laughs> Should I do that in Jimmy Walker, in Jimmy yeah. Butler voice? I'm, Should I try it in Jimmy Butler voice? Am I more Towns or Wiggins? I, <laughs> do, am I the talented that guy who doesn't give a shit or the guy who's not an alpha dog? Oh, wait, I'm neither. Um, I don't know what Jimmy Butler's talking about. I don't know what he's won. He's been on this podcast twice. I liked him. Um, but he's carrying himself like he's Kobe Bryant in like 2010. It's like, make the well, third, no, no, make no. The third round. The, he didn't say, I'm a winner. He said to them, you can't win without me. He said to them, I know. you need me. He's but, right. They do need him. They can't win without him. Yeah, but here's At least a, as long as Tibbs is the coach. He's unhappy playing with these two guys that allegedly don't care about winning and are soft or whatever narrative he's crafting. But then he was upset that they didn't trade him to Miami. I just want to remind people who's on Miami. Um, Hassan Whiteside, Deion Waiters. Are these guys that are like winners? What, what's going on here, House? I, how can you be like, I got to get out of here. These guys don't care about winning. I want to play with Hassan Whiteside. That's my guy. He's just going to be unhappy anywhere he goes. I think the Miami thing is all Pat Riley. I give every, anytime anybody says anything about Miami, I, I assume this Bengali has been weaving his, uh, his magic uh, and has, you know, cast his spell. Um, I have a feeling I, with no inside information, I, I still feel in my bones that the Rockets are going to, I think Miami, I thought it was going to be Miami. I thought they had the best assets for a trade other than the Clippers. The Clippers didn't want to put Gilgis Alexander out there. Gilgis, Gilgis, I'll get that wrong for the next five years. They didn't want to put Shea on the table, which is fine. It's their prerogative. Miami had the best assets to make a trade. It almost happened. It fell through for whatever reason. And now, because of the way the NBA works with these dudes that start texting each other, if Chris Paul and James Harden get into this, hey, man, hey, man, we'll, we'll, let's get you here. We, we can make this happen. Go blow up your Minnesota situation. And then all of a sudden, Daryl swoops in, Eric Gordon, some picks. Maybe they send Brandon Knight's contract, which is two years left, for Dang's contract, which has three years left. They just kind of basically make it easy for Minnesota to get 50 cents on the dollar. And then they hope that Chris Paul and Harden can corral Jim Butler. Does well, that does that feel logical to you? Well, I, it, it makes sense with one exception. Tibbs appears to be a stubborn mother effer. Yeah, he is an old school by the book. He's a, he's straight out of Central Casting for Hoosiers. He could go if they remade Hoosiers. He would be my number one. Uh, uh, you know, recommendation for coach. Well, he was single. I, He's single like Norman Dale. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't see him yielding. He, somebody would have to intervene. Uh, and yeah, but by the way, I, I agree with you. And I think he's right. 
Because well, guess who's getting fired after this season if if none of this stuff works out? Tom Thibodeau. That's happening. So he's better off kind of doing this game of chicken with Jimmy Butler and either his value goes up in December, January, February when people start becoming unhappy with their teams or Jimmy Butler just stays. Either way, it's a better situation for him in his do or die year as coach than 50 cents on the dollar in a trade, I think. Well, the truly interesting intrigue there is whether or not he gets fired ahead of time because the owner just says, I'm not going to abide this. I want to get whatever I can for Jimmy Butler. I don't want this guy. I mean, there could be an owner overrule, right? Yeah, the, and the owner is has been a train wreck for 25 years. Um, the Butler-Towns-Wiggins situation sounds like a train wreck. Butler has now been unhappy three different times in the past three years. It's in Minnesota, which, you know, is, is kind of funny in itself because the people there probably just care about the Vikings. And, you know, nobody wants to make a trade a week with a week left in the season. Nobody wants to shake things up. There's not the right assets out there. Can we all agree? It's much more fun. If he just stays, that's how I want this to play out. I want the season to start with Jimmy Butler in open contempt of towns and Wiggins. And they're all playing on league pass. That's what I want. Sign me up for that. I have every limb of mine is up in the air right now. I have my both hands up. I have my legs (laughs) up. Everything I can stick in the air. Yeah. Is up right I now also, for that proposition. I also love personally, this is one of my just favorite things as as a human being with weird, weird uh, picadillos. I love the people who carry themselves like they're something way better than they are. And this is really a rare moment where we have a celebrity that's not very self-aware who is doing this, I'm all about winning. I'm, but meanwhile, like part of winning is being a good teammate and being a leader and not just blowing things up the first chance you get, well, which is what he's I, done three have, times now. I have just such a guy in my life here, and I don't want to say any bad things about him because I'm going to say very many very good things about him, but that's you just described John Wall to a T. Yeah. Part of leadership is being a leader and, and being a good teammate and not causing drama. And But to, to be fair... Like, where would somebody like Jimmy Butler or John Wall have uh, co- co- had the opportunity to develop that that experience? They wouldn't. Right. They wouldn't at all. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't know. Like, it, the best player in his team the first couple years uh, he was in Chicago was, was Derek Rose, who's, you know, they're not exactly making sports movies about all the great speeches Derek Rose gave over his career. Like he's just, it's a lead by example thing in a lot of ways too. And I'm not sure Butler's maybe seen the best examples. Um, I also think he's well, a really proud guy. He's really stubborn. He works his ass off. Like the key thing he said in that Rachel Nichols interview yesterday was, I'm not the ta- most talented guy in this team. Towns is more talented. Wiggins has everything you'd want from a player, but I work the hardest and that shouldn't be the case. It's like, all right, technically you're right, but Wiggins is 22 and Towns is 22 or 23, or however old they are. It's like they're not finished products yet. You actually could really help these guys. You could be their leader. The way to lead is not by just berating them and making them feel like shit and make them hate you. You're not Kobe well, Bryant. But that's an extension of his head coach who um, has all of the traits and attributes that you just described, right? which is dry, you know, grinding guys down. Uh, you know, coaching with, with an iron fist, you know, by, by all appearances and by reputation. The thing that I, I'm interested in, we were together in Las Vegas uh, 
we had a, a podcast where that included some uh, forecasting on how the league might change over the next couple of years. Yeah. I really feel like the idea of the individual teams being run more like businesses where the leadership comes from an institutional culture kind of thing. Cause we still have wide disparity, a huge discrepancy between individual franchises yeah. and how they conduct themselves. The Spurs who I'm going to, I'll tell you right now, uh, look very hard at their over, notwithstanding the injury to to Dejounte. Yeah, it, it, it's institutional. It's a leadership by by inside from from a culture that they instill, and how yeah. they, the other teams in the league can't figure that out is just beyond me. There's not a lot of teams with the good infrastructure, but I also think we're this is the generation, the twenty somethings. Uh, I say this endearingly because a lot of them work for us. Oh, you're about to 20s. crap on the millennials, aren't you? No, these aren't millennials. This is like the submillennials. Oh. They it's a little bit what about me? What am I getting? Where where should I go? I'm not happy I'll go here. And it's it from a sports standpoint, it doesn't seem like anybody ever stays happy. Everybody's always thinking about ah, there's gotta be a better situation. I look at Butler. Butler's playing with Towns, who, if we did the trade value list right now, would be in the top 11. Um, he's playing with Wiggins, who was really disappointing last year, obviously, but, you know, still has potential. If he, they, I, I wouldn't rule Wiggins out yet. And they have some good role players. Like, it's not a bad situation. Butler's making it seem like he's on the Titanic. And if you just go through... The league, like, like, there's real buzz now that Durant might leave Golden State and he's time for his next journey. Like, this is coming from every circle of the NBA now. It's not just like, this is not just gossip. This is like, this is very, very reminiscent to last year with LeBron's leaving Cleveland. It's just starting to feel like this is his last year there. To me, it's crazy. Why would he leave? He has a chance to potentially win four titles or three titles in three years, but they would be four and five. They would be on the short list of the greatest runs we've ever had in the league. Russell Celtics, the Warriors winning four and five, the Bulls winning six and eight, and whatever the Mike and Lakers did in the 50s. Like now we're talking about real history and you would leave that? That seems weirder to me than joining the Warriors in the first place. Am I crazy? No, and and you know, there's only a couple dest destinations that make sense. It does seem like with this generation of athlete, and we're not talking about sub twenty somethings anymore. Now you're because we morphed into you know a player that's wanting to define a legacy. The only place he can go is the Knicks. Any sense what's the Knicks? That's it, it has to be the Knicks, and and it has to be the Knicks. And by the way, it's actually a pretty good narrative for him, and I get it, I understand it because. If you if you're you know obviously I've gotten to know him a little bit not that well, but if you're starting to feel like I can't win, in in we can keep winning titles I'm always going to take shit from people and if you if you care about that which I think he does, um, the way to flip that is to go to the next like all right man you wanted me to take a challenge here we go, this is this is the black sheep of the league this team is was the first NBA team we had. And they've won two titles. This team has not been relevant this entire century. This is the Mecca. This is the biggest city in America. I'm going to come here. I'm going to bring you a title. That'd be pretty ballsy. I, I don't think, think he should cool. do it. I don't think he should do it. Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for it because I like the NBA when the Knicks are relevant. 
I love MSG when MSG is bumping. Me too. I mean, we've had, you know, just these little teasers with Madison Square Garden getting fired up for individual players who've gone on individual runs. The Linsanity was such a great moment, but that's like the last extended great run at MSG in the last, like, you know, five years or so. It would be more fun. The league's more fun if the Knicks are good. And there is a world in which next year they have R.J. Barrett, Kevin Durant, Kevin Knox, and Porzingis, and that's their nucleus. Like, it's actually not unrealistic. Um, They could also, don't they have the money for one more free agent? Yeah, they they would have to frame Tim Hardaway with, for a murder or something. <laughs> I don't know. You can't rule it out. Um, all right, we've we've digressed enough. We're going to take a very quick break, and you and I are going to bang out our favorite podcast of the year, NBA Over Unders. I'm super excited. I brought you here to win, Joe House. Are you about winning? Are you about winning these over unders? Because I'm only I'm about winning right now, win, Joe Bill House. Simmons. I'm only you about winning, Joe me. House. I don't you want better. any soft-ass players around here. I'm here to win. I show up. You need me. I play. You need I me. I looked at these over-unders. I'm here to win. Quick break. Talk about Hotel Tonight. Here's a little insider travel secret from our friends at Hotel Tonight. Tons of empty rooms out there still available. Still waiting to be booked at hotels. Hotel Tonight has partnered with these incredible, awesome hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, which means you get great deals. Forget scrolling through those never-ending lists. Of where should I stay? What's this look? What's this cost? Just don't do it anymore. Hotel Tonight shows you a select list of incredible deals at cool hotels they think you love. They even give short profiles of each hotel, complete with all the info you need, pictures of what the rooms really look like. Even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they are not just there for last-minute bookings. Book in advance. Spontaneous weekend getaways, three-day weekend staycations, whatever you want. I am actually using Hotel Tonight this weekend because I have a soccer game with my daughter in a faraway location. I love Hotel Tonight. Start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app right now. All right, we're back. Over-unders, we're going to do the East first. We're going to try to do this in one podcast. It might end up being a long one, but what do you want from us? Um, The Eastern Conference, the Celtics. So basically what happens is Vegas sets an over-under for the wins for the year. You can either bet over or under. House and I like to do this. What we're going to do is we're going to pick over-unders for each team. We're going to have between five and seven best bets, overs or unders that we love. And in some cases, like with the Celtics here, there's been enough action on one side or the other that they skew the line. So the Celtics, the over-under is 59 wins. But the money line, but the, the money on it is minus 130. So it's not an even bet. If you bet the over, you're risking $1,300 to win 1000 if that makes sense. So when I say something like minus 130, minus 125, that means there's been action on the over. So here are the Celtics, 59 wins over under. They won 55 last year. They're minus 140 to win the division, minus 120 to win the conference. And I think you and I are aligned on this one as a best bet. They won 55 last year. They're getting a healthy Kyrie. Hayward's back, whether he can be even... 80% of the guy he was two years ago, we're going to find out. He's the big X factor on this team. Tatum, year two. Jalen Brown, year three. Marcus Smart and Rozier off the bench. Rozier in a little bit of a contract, semi-contract year. Uh, Marcus Morris coming off the bench. They actually have a real bench. They have the best coach in the league or maybe top three at worst. I would have them as the best. Cleveland is out of the v- division. Kawhi Leonard is back 
back in the division, but LeBron is out of Cleveland. I cannot see a roadmap where this team doesn't win at least 63 games. I was shocked that this number was under 60. I'm removing all my Celtic fandom. I actually think this has a chance to be a really great regular season team. Whether this will translate to the playoffs, I don't know. But the depth that they have, the scoring options they have, the ability, the lineups um, that they can go big or small, they can put three-point shooters out there, they can put multiple guards out there, whatever you want, they can do it. They have the ability to have Kyrie rest for a night, third game in four nights. Kyrie, take tonight off. We'll just play Terry Rozier 40 minutes, who, by the way, played was the starting guard of a team that almost made the finals last year. Um, just a lot of options, and they're in a bad conference. House, I'm making it a lock. I'm going over with our first one. I don't know how to avoid this. I mean, uh, I I don't mean to come on here in the in the in the usual ass kissing lackey kind of uh, mode. I mean, you did give me two podcasts. We've had a lot of great meals together. You pay every time we're together. Um, I just can't come up with an <laughs> argument against the Celtics. I absolutely love the over. I can't believe the number wasn't like 62. I don't get it. And, and, and just to give people you know something to really think about, 59 is four more games than they won last year. Yeah. And they have they're, they're the only weakness on the team was their their offense. They were a middle of the road offense. Uh, and and the the two guys coming back are outstanding across the board in every kind of offensive category that you want. The thing that is so compelling to me, the Celtics fifty nine and fourteen over the last two seasons against teams under five hundred. Mm. They don't lose to bad teams. There are a bunch of bad teams in the East. The 60 wins feels delightful. I am banging the over. I am joining you in a lock. It reminds me, and I, you know, the Warriors in 15, I think from a talent standpoint, they're actually pretty close to that team. You know, the difference is Curry is going to end up being one of the best 20 players ever, 25, whatever it is. I I don't think anyone in the Celtics roster has the ceiling that Curry has as an all-timer. But that year when when the Warriors... Um, the first year when Kerr joined the team and they kind of took off and they really kind of found themselves and they kind of relish kicking ass night after night. The Celtics team hasn't done that yet and they haven't had that. The depth that they have, the fact that their bench is going to be really tough and be able to come in and actually swing games. Like they're going to have, they have, I would say, the one of the top three starting fives in the league. And then you bring in the freaking Marcuses, who are just these insane I mean, uh, guys uh, with a lot of already. intensity. All right. Yeah, we, I, we've established They're going to be really they're good. They're going to be effing great. The bummer for me is there's not a bet who's going to finish with the league's best regular season record. For somehow, there's a million freaking NBA props, and that's not a bet. I don't understand it. Because I think part of what's going to motivate this them this year is trying to get home court. Because that's their one chance against the Warriors in the finals. They have to get the home court. And you, the Warriors will take nights off. They'll do what they always do. They'll talk about, oh, man, this is such a grind. It's so tough. Um, and, you know, maybe they settle in the low 60s somewhere. Last year, they were only well, at look, 58. It, it's been proven you have the power. Let's call up our pals in Vegas and get get one of the books to to give up that prop. The problem be a prop. is going to be that it's not, they're not going to do it for even money. It's going to cost. You have to pay pay to get that. I think I still, well, if you look at the over under for win totals, um, 
The Celtics do not have the highest over under. I know Golden State does, but Golden State does. Golden State is sixty three, so I think I think they would be the prohibitive favorite for home court advantage. But I, I think the Celtics have a real chance to get it. Let's move on. We already talked about Celtics too much. Toronto's at fifty five and a half. They are plus two fifty to win the Boston's division, plus four hundred for the conference. Uh, last year they won fifty nine games. They flipped DeRozan into Kawhi Leonard. They have uh, OG Nabi, who I name I'll never be able to say. Healthy this year, two years off knee surgery. They're expecting good things from him. And a new coach. They got rid of our boy Dwayne Casey. I think out of all the teams in the East, there's two teams that I think have a chance to get to 60. And it's Boston and Toronto. I would not bet on this. I still don't know if we're getting 82 from Kawhi. I'm going to go with a very half-assed, tentative, squeamish overpick, but it's too too much in the air with Kawhi for him playing nine games last year. What do you have? Uh, I have the over as well. Uh, good track record in Toronto. There is a culture of winning in Toronto. Yes. They've won more than 55 games in two of the past three seasons. They've hit the over on this win total thing each of the past seven straight years. And I really like the, the the core that they have. They demonstrated such a deep um, bench and such a, a, an ability to um, weave guys in kind of seamlessly. This experiment this season will be a chemistry experiment. Uh, how does Kawhi fit in? Um, there's no reason that he cannot come in and immediately kick ass. Well, and he so, also has he also has uh the Toronto fans, they have really good fans. I like the Toronto fans, unless LeBron is in there just the sucking their I'm, souls. I'm out. with you. The T Dot's great unless LeBron's there. Then the T the Dot gets very Blair Witch, goes just looks in the corner, turns around and gets super scared. But uh Kawhi, knowing that he's in a contract year, I think it's gonna be a love fest for that dude this year. And I actually think he'll like it. I I think this is the most attention he's ever gonna get. Oh, I I already told you the the biggest factor for me the, the one of the great intrigues of this season is the Drake effect on Kawhi. Oh we're, yeah, we're gonna find out whether or not Kawhi likes to rap because Drake is gonna invite him to the studio. We're gonna see so much Drake and Kawhi spending time together, s- sipping Ciroc or whatever. This is, is the I this mean, is Drake's biggest challenge. He's been the most dominant musical artist of the last decade, but this is a much bigger challenge. Uh, That's exactly right. I'm ready to unleash my imitation of Kawhi laughing. Go ahead. No, it was worse than that. That okay. was that was right. too I kind. I'll keep working on it. It was the one of the weirdest sounds a human being has made. Slide over for Toronto. Um, we both think they have a chance. Kawhi plus nine fifty at MVP. That was Rosillo's favorite pick. There's a world in which he comes in, kicks ass, and they go sixty two and twenty. I don't see a world where they're in the low 50s or even the high 40s unless he gets injured. And that's possible, that's right. which is why we're, we don't bet this. We're I in agreement. It's an over. We're both in agreement that it's an over. Uh, and we're both in agreement that it's not anything to lean into too heavily. And we haven't talked about this next one. We're still in the Atlantic Division. Philly, 54 wins is the over. Division is plus 400. Um, I would not bet this one either. I think it's a stay away. Um, I'm going under on this. I, I There's some stuff that, there's some red flags with Philly. 
I think pe- people are treating them like they're a contender. Meanwhile, they won five playoff games. We haven't seen Embiid play, tw- you know, for them to for them to go 55 and 27, 58 and 24 or whatever, they're going to need 21, 2200 minutes from Embiid this year. They're going to need him to play 70 plus games. They're going to need him to play 32, 33, 34 minutes a game. I'm not saying he can't. We just haven't seen it yet. And this is year five for him. So that's a red flag. They lost Bellinelli and Ilyasova. Their bench isn't as good. They're relying on faults in a way that makes me nervous. Their their attitude is, let's throw them in. We think we might have something here. I actually would bring them off the bench and ease them in as a six man. I don't like the spacing with faults and Simmons and Embiid all at the same time. And I think there's going to be some hiccups, expectations, Embiid and Simmons um, as they both get more and more attention. Just some tiny red flags. Nothing major other than Embiid's health, but enough to make me think low 50s, high 40s for them. What do you have? That seems uh, right to me. Until somebody can tell us how many games Embiid's going to play, the Sixers last year were 40 and 22 when Embiid played more than 10 minutes in a game. Yeah. That translates into a 52-win pace. Wow. That makes sense to me. That's 62 games that he plays in. That's 52 wins. That's under. Yeah, by the way, uh, I'm surprised to hear that. I would have guessed when he played that they would be on a pace that would be higher than this 54 win over under. So even when he played, they were under that pace. Man, I'm starting to think this might be a lock. I got to think about it more. I'm not. I'm not calling a lock because every one of the the points you observe could go in the other direction. Embiid could play 2,100 minutes this season. He could, uh, of any player that that's prepared to make a leap, he could make a leap. I'm. I like. I'm going to look at his odds. I haven't yet for MVP. I, uh, mean, I have them for you right now. And I, and by the way, I think this is a better bet than they're over under. He's 15 to one to win the MVP. And there's a world in which he plays 2,500 minutes. He plays 77 games. He puts up some early Orlando Shaq season. Like he he has like 28 and 12. And Philly wins 58 games and he's the MVP. It's conceivable. I don't think it'll happen. That, but that's, it's conceivable. That's 15 to 1, I, I like that. That's the way that I would um, bet this. You know, I, I this is this number 54 is a stay away to me. I'm so will you go under or under? over? All right. So under, we're aligned. I'm under. Under just because under. the the bench they replaced uh, Ilyasova and Bellinelli with Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala. Yeah, next one I'm not is calling that an upgrade. Next one's Brooklyn, thirty two wins, and let's brush over this one because I have no effing clue what what's going on with them. They have some players they like. Sean Marks doing a great job. Sean Marks, he's really rebuilt Brooklyn. Let's <laughs> give them hope again. It's like who's they? Why won't you trade Karis LeVert for Jimmy Butler? Is that really on the table? Can you do that? Well, can, can here's the thing. Can I trade everyone on my the, team for Jimmy Butler and just have Jimmy Butler and free agents cap space? This is the first time since 2013. Yes. 2013, Bill Simmons. Yes. That the Brooklyn Nets are going to enter the offseason with their own pick, with their own first round pick. That's either their pick or they don't have to pick swap it, which is how they lost the Tatum pick. Uh, yeah, it. they have their own pick. So we're aligned. I, I'm... I'm going under because it makes sense for them to be not good this year. If they're ever going to tank, this is the not be good. It's in their incentive the to tank. The funny thing is Kenny Atkinson has them playing hard, and none of these guys, Jared Allen, D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, they're not going to like, they're not rollovers. So 
this was interesting. I was looking at the make playoffs bets. Cleveland out of the playoffs. There's a spot open for the eighth seed. And the candidates are like Charlotte, who we'll get to, Detroit, maybe even Cleveland without LeBron, little tiny junior Ewing theory moment. Or somebody has to be the eighth seed. We can't enter the playoffs with seven teams. Brooklyn's playoff odds, Brooklyn to make the playoffs is only plus 285. That tells me Vegas thinks there's a world in which they actually make a run for it and try to be an eight seed. I think that would be ludicrous. Uh, that That's just a terrible move. Just bottom out for one more year. Have your cap space. Go nuts. So let's go slight under on this, but I don't feel good about it. Sure. Agreed. Next one is the Knicks. I have no feel for this one either. 29 and a half over is the number. Plus 115 if you go over. That means everyone's banging the under on this. Uh, they are plus 650 to make the playoffs. I would guess we won't see Porzingis if he's not ready until January, February, and they decide they want to tank. Very excited to watch Kevin Knox this year. I got to I gotta say, I was shocked by how high this over was, and it kind of threw me off. I would have assumed it was 25. 26. They're basically saying yeah, so, the Knicks might go 30 and 52. I don't if Fisdale, no, I don't not. What what are you confused by? Well, I they don't, won 29 games last season. The yeah. Zinger is out until February. And they maybe the whole year. Games against the Raptors, the Celtics, and the Sixers. That's their division. Yeah, it's They're not gonna good. be terrible. And they should be terrible. That's Fizdale. what makes sense. What about Fisdale? You're not worried about him trying to win games? Who's he gonna win with? Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> right. We're going to see a ton of Mitchell Robinson and Kevin Knox, which makes all the sense in the world. Their very best move is to lose as many games as possible to add one more enticing yes. chip to the pot uh, by way of the draft and then try and lure a free agent or two in. I I mean, I'm, they, I'm by the way, so all over. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I meant I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, the funny thing is, I agree with you. I think the Knicks fans will be up for it because now the Durant carrot is being dangled and that's all they're focused on. So if you're ever going to tank, this is the perfect year. The Between Kevin Knox, who we all think is going to be good, I'm excited to watch him. Between him and the Durant possibility, this is the perfect year for them to tank. Tank away. Who cares? Tank away. So this that's is, right. here's my thought. Instead of buying out Joakim Noah or whatever stare down is going on right now, I'd bring him back and play him. Oh, you're out of shape and you have bad knees. You're playing 40 minutes tonight. Let's run this dude in the ground. He can help us tank. Washed up Joe Kim Noah is their biggest asset this year. That dude should be out there. Guess who else should be out there all the time? Frankie Nitalikina, who is by all accounts, one of the worst offensive point guards we've had. Uh, maybe not Quinn Buckner bad, but kind of one, maybe Lindsey Hunter level. Um, I would have him out there. I would be running pick and rolls with Frankie, Frankie Nicotine, and Joe Kim Noah. That's my go-to play. Bring him out there. I mean, there. these these names that you're saying in this rationale, I don't. I had this written down in bright red under. It's all caps. It's an all caps under. So They're lock. Be terrible lock. That's a that's a Joe House lock. All right, I can't. I don't know if that's a lock for me yet, but I'm going under as well. All right, all right. Central Division. This is going to be a lock for me. This is going to be a pull my pants down and just pee in the air. I'm so excited, Luck. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like my eight-year-old kid. This is uh, 
we're at Tom's bachelor party in succession right now. And I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. <laughs> oh no. Because oh, no. I met a girl oh, no. and blah blah blah. Don't it eat was, the soup. It was hot. It was hot. Don't uh, eat the soup. I'm so I was feeling so hot right now, Joe House. I'm just hot. <laughs> uh is over under is 48 wins. They won 45 last year with Forrest Gump as their coach. They <laughs> traded Eric Bledsoe. They traded for Eric Bledsoe midway through the season. They fired Jason Kidd. They brought in Forrest Gump. They had Jabari Parker playing on one leg, who was just furious the whole time that Giannis had stolen the franchise from him. They played with a really slow pace, which Kevin O'Connor broke down perfectly in his uh, piece about Giannis and how he might make the leap. Everything, everything, everything is pointing to the Bucks making a leap this year. Everything is pointing to a possible MVP season for Giannis, which is why he's my favorite bet at five to one. Last year, he was 27, 10, and 5. If they increase the pace, all of a sudden, that might start to look like 30, 12, and 6, which is MVP numbers. Um, they added uh, Brooke Lopez that I really liked. I, lo- I don't know why the Lakers didn't sign him. Ilya Sova, at least you know he can be a rotation guy and be semi-reliable. And uh, I got to be honest, I think this team could land in the mid-50s. Coach Bud is a real coach. <laughs> that guy that guy won 60 games with the Hawks. That is not a joke. Not a lot of coaches have won 60. I am making this a simply safe lock. Wow. My house is Sponsored. locked because I have simply safe. Yeah, they didn't even know I was they didn't even know they were in this podcast. <laughs> simply safe. That's, how about that? We should have the simply safe lock of the of it's the It's a simply of safe with two eyes lock. Two eyes yeah. as in win with two eyes. Win over win. 48. What do you have? Uh, I don't have anything to say. I'm joining you. I'm joining the lock. I think that Milwaukee is loaded for bear. One interesting thing to me, I think you can get, still get them around 20 to 1. Wait, what are they? To uh, to win the... Oh, 15 to 1 to win the conference. That's kind of interesting to me. Well, even more interesting than that. Bucks? No, that they're less than 15 to 1 to win the conference. But Bucks Warriors... A Bucks Warriors finals right now is 12 to 1. Bucks Lakers. What do you think the odds are for that? A thousand to one. No. All right. You're I hate doing this with you sometimes. Uh <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Bucks it's, Lakers is not going to be the finals. It's 140 to 1. It's not going to be the finals. 140 it to 1. It might as well be a thousand to one. Giannis versus LeBron. Completely unrealistic to you. Completely unrealistic. I well, can't overstate how unrealistic that is. We're going to get to LeBron in the second half of this podcast. And I just really hope he's taking notes. I really hope he has heard. Well, I'm going to save it, but I really hope he's listening to the narrative of he's thrown away this year. Nah, he's in the West. It's over. They, I didn't. Who said that? Uh, people said are saying People are saying it. People, uh, people I got a lock. It. Milwaukee lock. 48 wins. Lock over. Next one. And you're, and you're in for a lock too? I am. I'm, I joined you on that lock. I have three right. locks already. Three locks. We talked about six teams, and I have three locks. This is like what it's like when we used to go to strip joints twenty years ago. You would just immediately <laughs> get your locks out, and then you'd just be ready to go home. Uh, in <laughs> Indiana, all my I know all my money was gone. <laughs> Indiana, forty-eight wins. Um, I people are very excited about Tyreek Evans for some reason. He, oh no. He as that that is the opener. Did you watch any of last night? Um, I watched the second game. I didn't see a lot of the first game. 
I think our own Mark Titus is the uh, esteemed expert on whether or not a player is fat. So I'd like to get his input on this. Oh, that's great. To, I wish we could call him. Who is it? Who's the player? <laughs> Tyreek Evans. Oh, he looked fat? He looked fat to me. Kyle, I didn't like you, the way he looked. Will you text Titus and see if, if tell him we made him the fat expert? and We want to know if Tyreek's fat. If he thinks Tyreek Evans is fat. All right, we'll get a live update from Titus on this. I, you know, there's some, there's some positive stats for him, like his, uh, his scoring efficiency, the fact that his three point shooting is actually pretty, not even sneaky good. It's been openly good. And, you know, watching that Indiana team, how broken they were last year and how easy it was to just take out Old Depot, putting three guys on him. And there was like no plan B. I get all the reasons. I just, him and McDermott, I don't think that's enough of an upgrade. I think the East got better. I don't feel like they're better unless this whole Miles Turner, I'm in great shape, I'm ready to be the sidekick for Old Depot. That's the X factor. That's why I don't feel that strongly about it either way. 48 actually feels like the right number. I'm going to go just a shade under, just a hair, but I okay. don't feel strongly about it. They're also plus 130 we, to win the division, I should mention as well. We finally have a disagreement. Okay, uh, great. I'm taking... The over. I think there are going to be five 50 win teams in the East this year as a direct result of there being five exorcable, ex, extra, oh God, execrable. Execrable. <laughs> it's like having Trump trying to, trying to pronounce anonymous. Um, five <laughs> horrendous teams in the East right. okay. this year. So I think there are going to be five 50 win teams. I have Indiana. In there at, at 50 wins. I think they're surprisingly deep. I like the Kyle O'Quinn signing. I think I like was, that one you know, too. I like that. I did that as well. And you know, I you have to just have an opinion on Miles Turner. And I think that um the commitment to getting himself healthy in the way that he did, I'll I'll go ahead and and be a glass half full kind of guy about him making a, a small leap because he regressed last year. Let's be honest. That team won. Uh, you know, what? However many forty-eight games last season. Yeah, and and he was not like a huge part of it. It wasn't because he made a, a giant leap. It was all uh, Victor Oladipo. So he was I, pretty I, up I, and I down. Them for fifty games. I guess my question with him, I'm still not a hundred percent sure what he does. And you've heard me say this on pods many times. What I mean by that, obviously, he does stuff. He's out there. He's getting points and rebounds. But like, what's his elite? What's his elite skill? What is his, what's his one thing? It's the one thing that makes him special. He, he on paper looks great, but then you watch, um, you watch that Cleveland series and it, and you can't really post him up. He's not this amazing above the rim all the time athlete. He's not an amazing rebounder. He's not an incredible defender. He's just kind of solid. So I so even if he's in the greatest shape of his life, I still I, I guess I need to see what that means because I'm not sure that's going to help him uh, demand to be double teamed in the low post. You know, we got an update. Well, I'm not I'm not going crazy on, on my selection. It's a small over for a me. Small over. I like them around fifty. All right, more, way more important than this. I have a small under. Way more important. Mark Titus has an update. Is Tyree Givens fat? I say no. I think he's just got a fat face and his beard does him no favors. Wow. Okay. Great. Real-time analysis from Mark Titus. You can hear him on the One Shining Podcast. Next one up, Detroit. 
new coach, Stan Van Gundy, by the way, the best trade of the year was Stan Van Gundy going from Detroit to ESPN. I like him on ESPN. I enjoyed having him on yesterday. Great trade, ESPN. Um, great trade. They didn't he's even have to take a TV. bad contract. Yeah, he's good. I That was a great what if for me. We It was almost me, him, Magic Johnson, and Michael Wilbon. That first year I was on Countdown. And then David Stern stepped in and basically blocked <laughs> the hire. This happened. People think like, I'm a, I've mentioned this on a pod five times. I don't know what these sports blogs do, like what what makes good content. Like, go research this. This 100% happened. He was signed. He had a deal. Stan Van Gundy's talked about this. And Stern was like, I don't want two Van Gundy's and just squashed it. He ended it. And Jalen ended up getting added to the show like nine days before our first show. And I remember sending John Wildhack, who was the... um quote unquote person in charge of content at ESPN at the time. I, I'll use the quotes very small. Um, but I was like, man, are we going to have like a rehearsal? Is like with me, Jalen Wilbon Magic, are we going to rehearse? And he emailed back, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I was thinking like, I don't know that much about TV, but I'm pretty sure it's how you start. Pretty sure first impressions <laughs> matter on television. Maybe a rehearsal will help. Anyway, John Wildhack is now an athletic director. So that's my ESPN story of the day. Detroit, 38 and a half wins over under. What do you think? They they caught a buzz. Vegas drove this up. It, it started much lower than this. And for, for some reason, there is, uh, it's all the way up. They had 39 wins last season. Yeah. I think they're right there, sort of talent-wise. Not, not a whole ton change their expected win total last year based on their point differential was 41 and they ended up at 39 so both of those numbers are above 38 and a half i'm going to go slight over i think they're the eighth playoff team in the east it's just hard to 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 point to anything on that team to get excited about you mean reggie jackson reggie bullock stanley johnson blake griffin andre drummond doesn't get you excited do you feel like blake griffin's roast battle drove up their odds because he was so impressive battling jeff ross <laughs> that that was an incredible roast by the way all props to, to great. Uh, blake props griffin to blake that. griffin um it, it, it was it may be his singular best he has a career after basketball yeah and honestly it might have been his his most impressive performance of the season yeah at least three years uh I I'm gonna go under. I don't feel good about it. I'm not betting on it. But um, okay, I'm not convinced Blake Griffin can play 82 games anymore. And once you remove him from that hypothetical depth chart, it's a really mediocre team. It's it's and you I mean a, a 500 team. I I think it's worse than mediocre. I also really don't see how Drummond and Blake Griffin make sense together on the same basketball team in 2019. That's it's certainly not where the league is heading. And uh, I don't think they do. This is why Stan Van Gundy's on television right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's a great point. But having said all that, they only have to win the same number of games as last year. And LeBron James is doesn't play in their conference anymore. Make playoffs for them is minus 175, which I was very surprised by. Yeah. Um, that means Vegas thinks they are the eighth seed. I disagree. I'm going to give you my eighth seed a little bit later. Next one okay. is Cleveland. Cleveland won 50 games last year. Their over-under is 31 minus 125, which means we've had a lot of action on the over. They are plus 450 
to make the playoffs. I got to say, like, if you, at gunpoint, Detroit or Cleveland, I actually would probably pick Cleveland because of the infrastructure. Um, I have not been, Colin Sexton, I've watched him a couple times in the preseason. He seems like year away to year away to me, and I know they're going to have to play him. That's that's the main reason I was thinking about the uh, the under on this, but I'm not going to go under. I, I actually think they're in the mid-30s, and this number seems to low to me. They have a lot of guys. They have a lot of veterans who know how to play basketball. Um, Kevin Love, who is now going to get a lot of crunch time, obviously. I think he's a really good offensive player. I actually thought one of their mistakes the last couple of years was not giving him more crunch time opportunities. Tristan Thompson, Jr., Corver, all these guys we watched in the finals. Like these are all professionals, at least. Um, I don't know. I for for whatever reason I'm leaning over. What do you think, House? No, with with good reason. Uh, the reason you just mentioned. That's a good reason to lean over. I'm taking the over as well. I think it's just you know when you have that many guys um that have been professional basketball players that have been to the finals consecutive years yeah uh the way that kevin love and tristan thompson jr smith and kyle corver have um those guys just you know know how to win basketball games they're not going to be cowed by any situation if they're healthy and george hill is a nice you know professional basketball he's another one doesn't excite you he he was uh afraid to win a game and he cost us an interesting NBA Finals last year with that missed free throw. True. But, you know, for the purposes of getting to 32 wins, that's a competent basketball team. So I had, a, that, a I had the odds wrong. I, it was plus 360 for them to make the playoffs. Um, I Here's what, here's what changed my mind on them a little bit. They had the Celtics-Cavs game uh, preseason. I watched it because uh, I love the Celtics team more than just about anything. And... The Cavs had like a little swagger to them. I was surprised. It led to the J.R. Smith Marcus Smart altercation, which was replayed endlessly on social. But and it made terrific. me think like that. I think the cat. I think this is kind of a proud Cavs team, right? They made the finals four straight years. Everyone has completely written them off, and meanwhile, you know they have a bunch of dudes on the team who are expensive for a reason. At some point, somebody thought they were competent. Um, Kevin Love, I still th- feel like is like the 27th best player in the league. He's in the top 30. He's probably closer to the bottom of the top 30, but, uh, I, it's weird to me that they, ha- they are eight wins lower than Detroit. Cause I'm not sure there's a difference from a talent standpoint. At least we know with Cleveland, they have some pride and some chemistry. So I'm going over on that. It's not a lock for me though. Last one. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. Last one is the bulls. 29 and a half wins plus 450 to make the playoffs for them. Minus 125 for the over, which means people are banging the over. Wow. I think this team is going to be a defensive shit show. That's my expert opinion. That it's it's a proven fact. Uh yeah, I'm not really going out on a limb, but if they if somebody scores 70 this year, this would be my number one candidate to be the t- the other team in the game that where somebody scored 70. I would lock that. Would, I would like Chicago as a minus 300 favorite for who who is going to give up a 70-point game to an NBA player. I would say Chicago is the minus 300 favorite. They were in the bottom five last year in both offense and defense. Other mm. than that, not bad. Yeah. They're... The division that we just went through, kind of a murderer's row. Yeah. If both Indiana and Milwaukee 
are around that 50-game win, and Detroit is around 40, and we think Cleveland's going to be mid-30s as well. I don't know if Plus, I'd use the word murderer's row. <laughs> well, I, I just think they're, right, they're, they're, you know, Milwaukee and Indiana. I'm just saying uh, I wouldn't use murderer's row. Okay, all right, Cleveland enough, and Detroit are in that division. Come on. That's a good point. All right, fair enough, fair enough. That's a little bit of an overstatement. Ah, you're excited. Uh, you're exuberant. Well, I just think that that uh, they're the right move for them is to lose. It doesn't make any sense for them to go win. They need to get one more great asset to, to, to join. They have a real nice young core. I said bad things last year about, uh, is it a real nice core? Lori marketing, huh? Is it a real nice core? Is it could have a young, a a decent, nice core because I think Wendell Carter jr is going to be good. Oh, I like marketing could be good. If you add one more piece, one of these Duke kids to those two guys. Now you have a nice young core. I don't. I'm out on on Levine. I'm out on Dunn. Well, I, I, you can't I, be I, out on I'm, Levine because they, Jabari, they but, just paid you know. Levine. They paid him like twenty million a year. I, I Jabari's care. making I twenty. Care. They're paying Levine and Jabari like forty million combined. That's Why are they doing money. that? Why are they doing that? Why are you doing mistake. that, Chicago? I yeah. I love Wendell Carter Jr. and Me I think too. he will Me be. Too. I think he's going to start. I think he's going to be heard of, heard from. I love this draft. I think it's going to be a really memorable draft 15 years from now. And uh, and he's one of my favorite guys in it. And he's also a grown-ass man already, which is amazing. Um, he's just a big dude. He did a little ringer thing with us. But one of those guys who's big already, but you still know he's going to add 25 pounds of muscle over the next couple of years. I just like that guy. I think he's a home run pick for them. But they're... I just don't like the team they put together. And I think the East is better than people realize. So I'm going under. I wouldn't bet on it. I only have we're two locks so on the under for, for Chicago. Oh, coming up, we're going to talk about your favorite team, the <laughs> Wizards of Washington. Um, but first, hey, we have a we have a sponsor. This is you'll be excited for this one, House. I want to talk Let's about the Action Network, which is run by my old friend Chad Millman. So they have a free app. I had app. no idea. Yeah. Chad Moman's been on this pod. Uh, not this pod, but the other pod. So well, not only do I love Chad, I subscribe to the Action Network. So do I. my own money. If, yeah. I, if I'd known that this was a thing, I wouldn't have paid for it. I would have got it for free. Yeah, Chad, comp us. What are you doing? Um, so the Action Network has a free app. You sign up. You can put your bets, and they can track the bets. They also have really good win probability. Um, for NBA, it's good. It's kind of good to have everything tracked. Like on the BS podcast, I went one and three last week. I, I'm 500 for the season. I don't know the exact number because I don't track it. I should have put them all on the Action Network. Uh, download the free app. You can follow my picks every week. I'm, I'm putting them in this week. I did uh, actionnetwork.com slash bill. And well, you know what we should put in there? What? These over-under well, We should put those. Well, I put, I have three NFL picks this week. I think I had... Um, I have Jacksonville minus three at Dallas. I think Dallas stinks. I think the Clapper is going to get fired. And I don't think their offense can score 20 points against Jacksonville. And Bortles will not be at that bad two weeks in a row. So I like that one. I like the Bears minus three in Miami. I'm all in on this Bears team against bad or mediocre offenses. I think their defenses can win single-handedly. And then I have a parlay that's just about, oh, I'm sorry. I have the, the Bears in a parlay. With the Rams, that's just about even odds. The Bears are minus 200. The Rams 
uh, or like minus 380, but the, if you in Denver, but if you add them together, it's perfect. And then the third one I have straight up Cincinnati minus two at home against Pittsburgh. What do you think of those picks, Joe House? Um, I like uh, three of the four. I'm not going to tell you which one I don't like because I still have to make my picks. Who are you going to make the picks for? This is the podcast. Oh, this is the picks podcast. No, it's just like I'm not prepared for NFL. You don't have to be prepared. I'm 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 just asking what picks you liked. Oh, I I I really like the the Bengals this week against uh, at home. Me too. Do you like my Bears Rams tease or parlay? Bears have to win in Miami. Um, Rams have to win in Denver. That's it. Nothing else. No points. Nothing. Home dogs went four and zero last week, which means you want the regression that's natural to come. Home dogs this season are fifteen and seven. Yeah, I have both those stats off the top. They're of my always head. fifteen and seven after five weeks. I think that's well, that's a, right. So yeah. they they oh and they tend to end up just a little above five hundred. So a regression is coming. Yeah, that would be my concern: is Miami at home as a frisky home dog potentially against the Bears because. Trubisky, never trust Trubisky. I don't that's trust Trubisky. I, it's a Bears defense bet. That's it. So listen, go to okay. actionnetwork.com slash bill. You can get all these odds. They have a really good Friday column that I like too about uh, with all the odds and percentages and stuff in there. So there we go. All right, back to the NBA bets. We're going to the Southeast. We're on a strong, how long have we gone, Kyle? Like 50 minutes? We are at 59 minutes. Oh man, this is going to be like a two and a half hour pod. All right. <laughs> listen, got to give the people what they want sometimes. Washington. I'd like to order some food. Nah, we'll 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 get it up. We'll be fine. Forty-five and a half wins for your Wizards. Dwight Howard, strong preseason. Um, he's already seen two back specialists, and I think I think he's getting wheeled around in one of those things, like the uh, the little bicycle wheelchair things. So he'll be fine. Um, John Wall let, is is he fat? Is he kind of hat fat? Is he little fat? What's John Wall's deal? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I just wanted to share this this factoid. Speaking on the Action Network, yeah, uh, Matt Moore did a lot of hard work. I'm going to give a shout out to Matt Moore of the Action Network since we're pimping them. I've enjoyed his uh, uh, comprehensive overview of of win totals this season. He shares this factoid: teams that Dwight Howard has been on have hit the under in seven of the past eight seasons. The one Ooh. season that that his team went over was the 2015-2016 Houston Rockets. And the reason that they hit the over is because Dwight only played in half the games. He played in 41 games. That's my pathway to get to the over for my Mm. Washington almost bullets, the Wizards. I like 46 wins for them. Okay. I like I'm that just you. Saying, it's a. It's a. I like that you have the, You have no info at all. It's just oh, I just like it because Dwight Howard and regression. That's your. That's your no, logic. Not, not regression. They won forty three games last year with with uh, John Wall missing half the games. No, I'm saying that Dwight Howard. This, the Dwight Howard is the Dwight Bola virus. This is actually the year he won't be the Dwight Bola virus. Is that your no, case? No, I'm saying he he could be the Dwight Bola virus, but he can't he can't infect the team if he's not playing, and it's possible he won't be playing. Because he's already has a butt injury. The he's, most Dwight Howard and Washington almost bullets injury ever. Dwight Howard has an injured buttocks. 45 and a half. I, this is one of the toughest ones for me. Yeah. I still think Bradley Beal can get a little bit better. With good reason. Um, I still kind of like your team. Felt like they underachieved last year. 
And they did. The, and the division's not good. It's just not. not you get good. Orlando and Atlanta in your division. Um, and Charlotte. Well, I kind of like Charlotte. I but think they stink, but that's good. What most hurts my feelings is that you read Matt Moore's over under piece and didn't come up with your own ideas and your own work. So you have to live with that. What are you the talking rest of your about? Life. I just shared a nugget. I have uh, nuggets all over the place. You want to read other people's over unders? I'd like to come up with my own ideas. Um, I do have my own <laughs> ideas. I was prepared to pick the almost bullets on the over, anyways. I'm not doing any glass half empty BS with my own team. They haven't played a single game yet. John Wall, this is the season. This is a really a career-defining season for him. He's either going to show up and be awesome and not be uh, an underminer or a sabotager. He's going to to somehow through, I don't know what, what kind of osmosis, maybe he can go, go to uh, business meetings with Ted Leonsis and see what a leader looks like. Um, he, I, but this is it. He either has to show up and lead this team and make Dwight Howard and uh, his other teammates better or not and leave, be traded. He must be traded if he's not going to come in. And 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 if they start off slow, I think this trading wheel start turning. He needs to leave. This is a nice window into your psyche because um, I've known you for 30 years now. And there are a couple of girls you just stayed with too long. <laughs> And we would go, we'd have drinks, we'd talk about it. And then like another six months would pass. And now you're married, but now John Wall has become that girlfriend you're staying with too long. You should move. You should break up mentally with John Wall is my advice. You just heard me say so. I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay. there. I finally talked myself into it. I'm well, ready to I'm going, go. I'm going under. Okay. I, I just, I'm, there I'm are other over. teams, other teams in the East. I like more. It feels like a 44 and 38 or 45 and 37, 46 feels ambitious for the team they have. Next one is Miami. This is tough. Miami's 42 and a half. We have no idea if they're going to trade for, if they're going to get Jimmy Butler for Josh Richardson and crap, you know, protected pick. Like obviously that's going to be worth five or six wins. I can't believe there's this much debate about Josh Richardson. If, if I'm running Miami, and Minnesota's like, look, here's what we want. We want Josh Richardson. We want top five protected pick and Bam Adebayo. I'd be like, okay, done. Let's call it in the league. <laughs> really? I get Jimmy Butler. I don't have to give up anyone who's going to make an all-star team. Okay, good. Let's call it in. Um, I can't believe that Riley hasn't gotten this done yet. Just pay. Just go get Jimmy Butler. I don't Riley. care if he's crazy. I, I, I think this is Tibbs. I don't think it's Riley. So you think Tibbs is just stringing him along but doesn't actually want to trade for him? Yes, that's yeah. exactly what I think, a thousand percent. Because Miami doesn't have that really creme de la creme first-round pick to offer that makes it you know, just too good an offer uh, to not take for Minnesota. Well, I like the over. They're for the division plus 180. Washington's minus 160 for the division. I think they're an intriguing division pick too. If you've just banking on that, this Butler thing is a catastrophe and he ends up going there. I just like some of the guys on the team. I don't care if Waiters Island is uh, on fire right now and is there's pestilence and um, just people throwing up all over the island and things are going badly. I I just like some of the guys and um the only I, reason I just find it hard to believe Spolster is going to go under 500, which is basically what well, this bet is saying. Spolster has this, no track is, record of having bad seasons. Here, here are the competing factors. 
Miami, they, they win. They've only uh, won 41 games or less three times in the past 15 years. So this yeah. is a place with, with a culture of winning. We talked about institutional winning, culture of, of winning, institutional leadership. Miami has it. They don't need their individual players to be leaders because the franchise provides the leadership that the, the guys need. The only thing that I think can come up with, and I'm, I'm going to go over with you. I'm going to join you on the over because I think 43 wins is eminently reasonable. The one thing that can sabotage this is Hassan Whiteside because they can't just bench him and not have him play because he's dissatisfied and play you know, four, with 14 guys. They, they can't de So here's my counter to that. I think, I think Miami is poised for some sort of trade. And obviously they felt the same way if they were trying to get Jimmy Butler the last two weeks. It's a, it's a roster that is somewhere like a smidge over 500, but I, I think there's a lot of different ways they can improve it. And they're just smart and they always strike when there's a chance to add somebody who's really good. They have different types of pieces that are good in a trade. Like Dragic is somebody you can put in a trade to upgrade to a slightly better point guard. Um, they have Justice Winslow, who I think is entering his restricted free agency year. He's tradable. Bam's tradable. Josh Richardson, people like. I $10 million seems he's like tradable. a really... He's tradable. $10 million seems like a really fair price for me, for him. They have their pick. They can kind of move around. They don't have their pick in 2020, but uh, Olenek's contract is not awful. Uh, the only contract they have that's untradable teams. is Waiters. Yeah, he's helpful. And the thing is, like the salary cap's $100 million, and there's only 30 good players in the league. At some point, Kelly Olenek for $10 million is actually not the worst thing in the world. So I, I like the over. This? I think they can make their team better. Yeah, you just talked me in. I'm not um, going to suggest that either one of us make a lock on this, but you know what I did? I got out my highlighter pen. Yeah. I'm using a yellow highlighter pen for all of these ones that where I'm going to bet my own uh, hard-earned mm. cash. This is one. Because I a thousand percent subscribe to the idea that they're going to make a trade over the course of yeah. the season. There's some sort and of they have three for one, it. they have three for one, four for two potential. And the key thing to remember with them, they can't make this team better with they they're not in the 2019 free agent game because they've already spent all their money. So they're in the same situation Houston is in with Butler. You add but if you can figure out how to get Butler, it's really your only chance to be in that kind of free agent possible all star game. And I think they're gonna eventually they're gonna strike for one of these guys. All right, so Charlotte, um, Charlotte's thirty five and a half minus one twenty five. So there's been some action on it. Plus one thirty to make the playoffs. Fifteen to one. To win the division, they have a new coach, James Borrego. Mm-hmm. Got rid of Steve Clifford. Starting five: Kemba, Batum, Kid Gilchrist, the ageless Marvin Williams, the already bald Cody Zeller. Coming off the bench: Jeremy Lamb, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges, Frank Kaminsky, Bismack Biombo. I even like Dwayne Bacon a little bit, and then. Uh, the not ageless Tony Parker, because I think he's washed. <laughs> well, I, I can't do it. I like this team. I watched them in a preseason game. Miles Bridges look has a little like steal of the out of the top 10 
of all the guys after the top 10 potential. You know how I feel about Monk. I just think he had the year from hell last year. I am still a believer. Kemba in a contract year, potential to either flip him or do something. Their big guys are all serviceable. None of them are bad. Like, you know, Biombo has his holes out and he's completely overpaid, but he's not awful on the right team. We've seen him succeed in certain situations. We've seen Cody Zeller succeed. Kaminsky's not a train wreck. Uh, I like Nick Batum. He's one of those zigzag guys. He's like one of those quarterbacks. You never know what to expect year to year. (coughs) I like the fact that they changed their coach. I like the fact that the all-star game is coming there in February. And I like the fact that somebody in the East is going to come out of nowhere. We saw it last year with Indiana. It happens every effing year. There's one team like, whoa, wow, they're 22 and 12. That's crazy. I think it's going to be Charlotte. I'm going over and I'm going lock 35 and a half. How about that, Joe House? Wow. Yeah. Lock. Yeah. Well, well it, I'm about winning. Are you about winning, rest- Joe House? Because I like to win. <laughs> you, you effing need me. You need me. Uh, all, all I have to do for you to win your bet is to do what they did the previous two seasons, which is win 36 games, which is why the over here costs uh, 125. Great. You have to I'm pay paying 125 it. To win Here's 100. the thing. They have guys, if you go through their whole rotation, they have a guy, Kemba is at least somebody who can create his own shot for them in crunch time. They have a bunch of guys who know who they are. You know, like even Kid Gilchrist, who I, I'm still not, I'm not cutting him out yet. I still feel like he's going to have a moment because he's so good defensively and he's a good and he's a good kid. He's not that old. He's still only like 24, 25. Um, I just, I like the talent on this team. It's it's not guy that there's nobody who's overrated. There's nobody who got paid who doesn't give a shit. Um, even somebody like Biombo who's overpaid, like I think he's a good teammate. I just think he was in a bad situation in Orlando. He's on a weird team with no point guard. Um I like this team. Well, I, I have a nugget for you. Yeah. Uh two nuggets. They're the expected win total last season based on their point differential. They should have won forty two games. They yep. only won thirty six. But here's the nugget. In the last two seasons, they've been in 15 games decided by three points or fewer. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. 15 games decided by three points or fewer. How many of those games do you think the Charlotte Hornets have won over the past? I vaguely remember this stat. It's like two and 13, something like that. Actually, one and 14. So very good. Yeah. Yeah. So you with me? Did I talk you into it? I'm not joining you on the lock. I am joining you on the over because... As we observed at the very beginning, all I have to do is win the exact same number of games as last year, and you win. And I'm going to tell you another the, secret, Joe House. I'm betting their Go division ahead. at 15 to one. I think I think it's a good bet. I think anyone can win this division. Not wow. Orlando and Atlanta, but the other three. 15 to one. 15 to I one like is to stupid. Make the playoffs at plus 130. I'm not joining you on 15 to one well, to division. It's disrespectful to my team. Lose money. Orlando is 31 wins. 35 to one to win the division plus 425 to make the playoffs. The good news, there's good news. They actually have, they they made two solid draft picks in a row. That's all. Oh, I that's got. funny. That's all I got Let for you. Let me ask house. you a question. Do you know how long ago it was? Listen to this team that they had. Aaron Gordon, yeah. Victor Oladipo, Tobias Harris, and, you know, the jury's still out on Alfred Payton, but he was on this team. They couldn't be patient with that team. That team was was that that was who they had two years ago. Well, we loved Oladipo 
and they ruined him and did everything you could possibly do wrong with, with him and sucked the life out of him and then traded him for one year Serge Ibaka morons. I like this team. I still think they're going to suck. <laughs> agree I like, and agree. I like, uh, I like Bamba. I like Jonathan Isaac. I like Aaron Gordon. There's no earthly scenario where you can play those three guys together. They have the worst point guards in basketball. To me, it's like inexcusable to have bad point guards in 2018. There's a million point guards. Like Atlanta was we trying can't... to trade Dennis Schroeder. And where the fuck was Orlando on that? I So 31 to me, I, I think the East again is a little better than people think. And this is almost a lock for me. I, I need to think about it a little more, but definitely, definitely, definitely under for me. Yeah, I, I'm with. I'm joining you on the under. Uh, I don't know. They'll need a, a shot of lightning to from, from the sky. Poor Kevin Clark. They need. No, uh, don't feel bad for him. They they need some kind of extraterrestrial event to come visit them and create the opportunity for them to 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 change the narrative there. But that they're they're just a thirty win team staring me in the face. So I'm I'm joining you on the under. I'm not giving them as a lock. I feel 25 and 57. My next one is a lock. The Atlanta Hawks, 23 and a half wins is the over. It's even, so there's been a little action on the under. If you think they can make the playoffs, you can win 1800 on a, one, on a $100 bet. So my advice would be not to do that. Here's the case, other than the fact that uh, they're going to be actively and aggressively and intentionally terrible. They don't have a coach who's trying to F up their draft position like they did last year with Coach Bud, who wanted no part of a tanking situation. Everyone's on the same page now in this organization. And here's what they want. They want Trey Young to play a lot of minutes, and they want to lose games, and they want to make the lottery again and get a top five pick and hope that Dallas does the same, and now they have Trey Young and two top seven picks or whatever it is. That's what they want. The agenda is very clear. 23 and a half. All they have to do is go 23 and 59 or worse, and I'm in. And I also think they can lock down the number one pick or the, the ping pong balls. We take about 20 and 62. I don't think anyone in the West is going to get to 62 losses. This is a lock for me, Joe House. I'm locking I this am in. Joining Atlanta you. under. I've been sitting patiently to, to, to uh, join you here with an unbridled enthusiasm and exuberance. <clears throat> yeah. The interesting bet to me is, what's Trey Young's Rookie of the Year odds? Oh. Well, we'll do that when, on the uh, Cousin South Pod. We'll talk about it. Oh, against all odds. We're going to talk yeah. about Rookie of the Year. That's nah, where the value nah, is nah, to me. Nah, 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 nah. We're going to talk Trey nah, Young nah, on South nah, nah, Pod. Nah, 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 nah. So yeah, under. Let's go. let's keep going. We have too many teams left. Yeah, Atlanta's going. Get, we have to get to the West. It's only been four hours. Newsflash, everybody. Atlanta's gonna suck. They're gonna be really bad. Bet the under. So I have for my locks Atlanta under 23 and a half in the East. Uh Milwaukee 48 wins over and Boston 59 wins over. You had those three, but you also had one more. What was your, your fourth one? Toronto? Uh the Knicks. Oh, the Knicks. You have the Knicks under 29 and a half. Yeah. And you're hoping for a Joakim Noah slash Frank Nitalikinka. Doesn't seem like too much to ask for. Yeah. You're hoping for a little pick and roll action with them. 
Quick break to talk about our friends at Proper Cloth. Finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something is always off, be it the collar or the sleeves. Thankfully, ordering a custom fit shirt has never been easier with Proper Cloth. You can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds by answering 10 simple questions on propercloth.com. Choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles, 500 fabric styles, from classic to business to casual. Completely customize your shirt, get the style you want. They work with the best fabric producers from around the world. They only buy fabric that meets their high quality expectations. Each one of their shirts goes through extensive quality control testing. So you're getting the absolute best quality and craftsmanship. Best of all, proper cloth guarantees a perfect fit, meaning if somehow your shirt doesn't fit perfectly, they will remake it for free. It is a risk-free process. It's the future of shirts. Shirts made completely custom for you, starting at just $80. Look, stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Just stop. Start looking your best with a custom-fitted shirt. Go to propercloth.com slash Simmons today. And if you enter gift code Simmons, you save $20 on your first shirt. Once again, propercloth.com slash Simmons gift code Simmons. Western Conference, we're going to the Southwest Division first. Houston, 56 and a half wins. They won 65 last year. This is a slap in the face. This is this is uh, a big bottle of water just being thrown in the face of Daryl Morey, who I think has hit the over pretty much every year this decade, except for maybe one year. Every year, now he's in the classic nobody believes in us situation. There's some real Jimmy Butler trade potential. And yet, it kind of seems like the right win total for me. 56 and a half seems fair. And uh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to follow your lead on this one, Joe House. It's a slight over to me just because you're talking about an eight great, uh, an eight game uh, uh, decline, which seems like the right number for the direction they went um, defensively. The, the losses of Ariza and Mabamute. Uh, and I just, I don't know enough. I'll have to uh, find Daryl in a quiet moment when I can uh, pick his brain and understand sort of the cap dynamics and the contract stuff. But um, defensively, he was so great on the perimeter last year. And they 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 made the decision that they couldn't af- afford to keep him. Um, the, the, the real loss to me for the Rockets and the reason that, that um, 57 feels like the right number, the real loss is... is uh, how do you say Jeff Bezelik? Bezelik? Sure. The defensive Sounds coordinator great. retired. Yeah. And, you know, that that's that's the, the loss of those two human beings plus the guy that they, they entrusted with. They were pretty damn good defensive efficiency-wise last season. Uh, they, they were really able to compensate for what Harden, you know, because Harden's a 50-50 guy. Only, only half of the times down the court is he going to actually play any defense. But they were able to uh, compensate for that. Yeah. The, the 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 reason to go under fifty six and a half would be a distrust and mistrust of Chris Paul's health. That would be the reason to go under. But I like them for a slight over. I like them for the over as well. And as you were talking, I remembered how good Paul and Harden were together in the regular season when they were just both out there and the infrastructure. You you were talking about the Spurs infrastructure, and we're about to get to them. I actually think Houston is more of an infrastructure right now just because they have a specific style. They know what they're doing. They're really good at it. Harden is still a top five guy in his prime. And I would just be surprised if they 
I, I don't think they'll win 65. I think they're going to drop off. But to me, it feels like a drop off to 58 and 24 type range. You know, it's tough. It's tough to right. lose 10 wins in a season. That's just a lot. All right. San Antonio. It was 45 and a half wins just a few short days ago. And then uh, Murray went down and it dropped two and a half wins to 43, which is easily by far, no question about it, the lowest number. We've been doing this over under pod for, I don't know, nine years, 10 years. We were doing this shit when people were were terrified of gambling. Kudos to us. Um <laughs> 43 wins Quick for the Spurs. Did you see the NBA? You can go on NBA.com and play an over-under game. Yeah. We should be getting royalties and all this shit. Them. Yeah, give us royalties. So, what do you have, House? You still like the over, don't you? It's it. I, 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 so, the, the, the thing is, the over still has them outside of the playoffs. And I think, as much as it hurts my feelings to say this, I think they're going to miss the playoffs, but they won 47 games last year with Kawhi only playing nine. And, you know, how, how, how big a drop off between Murray, what you lost by, by Murray's, you know, the gains he made last season and Derek white, who showed a little bit of signs, a couple signs still have all those, those veterans with pride. This is uh, Pau Gasol's last stand. This is Rudy Gay's, Last stand. They want to prove this is De- DeMar DeRozan is going to try and burn the Western Conference down out, out of uh, anger for being separated from his best friend and from being separated from the T dot and being and, and really losing all that studio time with Drake. Uh, I and, and Bellinelli is is you know interesting, right? Um, they're 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 veterans and they have an, a culture of winning. I'm right. going to take a slight over for them. I don't like their team. I understand. I think you need point guards in today's NBA is one of my expert opinions. I'm going out on a limb. Their point guards now are actually even worse than Orlando. There's just a lot of Patty Mills, Derek White. It's a lot of Patty Mills and Derek White. I'm sure they're going to get creative, but DeRozan and Aldridge as my two best guys scares me from just a kind of attitude standpoint. Those those are two guys who wear their hearts on their sleeves and have kind of emotional ups and downs in a bunch of different ways. And then you got Rudy Gay and Gasol's kind of he's a little weird. And I I think the the vibe on this team's gonna be strange. It's not it's it's the team they put together, these personalities, does not make a lot of sense to me. It's it's like an enigmatic, kind of quiet team. Trying to read so people. What are they to, thinking? To hear you. Yeah, that. But since when has personality on the Spurs mattered? Well, I just think that, you know, Ginobili and Parker, these respected vets who carried themselves with a lot of swagger and fire and kind of policed the ship. And when Kawhi's acting like an ass, who were the two guys who spoke out against them? Ginobili and Parker. Those guys are now gone. I don't know who the leader of this team is. I think it's a lot to ask from Popovich at this point. He seems like he's on, you know, the finish line a little bit here. And I I got to be honest, I'd be more surprised if they were better than I thought and won 50 games than where I think this season might go is they might just be bad. 
they might like miss the playoffs and get like the seventh pick in the draft. I, I think that's more realistic than them winning 50 games. So I'm going slate, 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 slate under in a really tough conference. So you're saying that's 42 wins. Yeah, like they're make the playoffs uh, five days ago was minus 200 to make it. It's got to drop now. I think they go 43 and 39, 42 and 40. I just, I like other teams in the division a little bit more. I really do. What I, was, what was the line? Wasn't it 43? It was 43. So I, I think they exactly either push 43. or go right under. Okay. Push or right under is what you're taking. And I'm just going to take 44 out of respect. That's it. It's a respect 44. I just, I like eight or nine teams more than their team is where I've landed. And I, I, re- I really wonder about DeRozan this year, you know, and he's been really open about, uh, not to get too serious for a second, but you know that he's he's battled depression and all this stuff, and I, I really worry about this trade and and how it might affect him. Just as somebody that I like him, I don't know, I don't know what to expect from him this year. I think he was really, really, really traumatized by that trade in a way that I can't remember in a while. Right? He was really like, can you remember an athlete getting traded like that who took it harder? No. And like he not, loved not Toronto and Toronto loved him. And I, I feel like he's devastated. Well, I don't, now is, he's in this San Antonio situation. Athlete. I don't know if he's, his heart's going to be in there, the right place. There was one athlete who comes to mind who got stabbed right in the back with giant knives. And, and, uh, his name is Isaiah Thomas. Well, but he and was hurt. He, he deserved better. Yeah. I well, just, he, he deserved better. I'm, I'm watching this San Antonio thing. I the vibe on that team is weird and guys who have either been traded or thought they're going to get traded or guys who I did. Are you sure you like me or people on the end of their careers? And it's just weird, weird team, new Orleans, 45 and a half. This is another one. Uh, this could this is could wild swings here. I could see them winning 50 games. I could see Davis being traded in February. I can't get past the fact that three of their four best guys are guys that I don't think you can play in crunch time together. Miritich, Anthony Davis, and uh, Julius Randle. I like all of those guys. I don't see a world in where they're playing in the last five minutes of a game. Like imagine they're playing the Celtics who guards Jason Tatum. Um, Holiday's been great. I am going over... Purely as an Anthony Davis pick, that's it. That's interesting. I so, just think he's so good that let's say they're a 500 team. I think he's worth five more wins just because he's that good. And that gets them to 47 and 35. Holiday has been great. I think they're going to really miss Rondo. There's no question. But um, I just can't see Davis being on a shit team. He's too good. He's too talented. So the... The over under to win the over, they have to win 46 games. They won 48 last season. I personally think the downgrade from Rondo and Boogie, because recall Boogie set the league on fire through the first two months last season. He was a legit MVP candidate. I mean, it was not uh, preposterous to talk about what he was doing night in, night out. And he really instilled in them, you know, that there was a very interesting experiment of Davis and Boogie together. And he came out so hot, so on fire that I really, uh, uh, it, you know, it was a, the Boogie reclamation project was fully underway and we were all on board for it. And then he, then he tore his his damn Achilles. Um, I'm going to take the under because that's just three games for, you know, less than what they won last year. I'm with you on Anthony Davis. And he did just have, I think, back-to-back 
seasons where he played 70 games or more. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing the fragile thing. He got rid of that last year. You know, here's another way to look at it. Our eight playoff teams last year were Houston, Golden State, Portland, Oklahoma, Utah, New Orleans, San Antonio, Minnesota. I think Denver's going to make the playoffs, and I think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs this year. So we have to create two spots. And the question is, which two teams do you feel the best about falling out of the top eight? And for me, it's San Antonio and Minnesota. So, and I, I have them way ahead of picking against Anthony Davis. And I have them ahead of Portland, who people are weirdly down on this year. Um, so if New Orleans is going to make the playoffs, that, in my mind, that means, you know, 46, 47, 48 wins somewhere in there. So I feel good about that. Yeah, so we're I, split on I that. I think they can still make the playoffs of 45 wins uh, yeah. in the West. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, it's good that we disagree sometimes on these. And last year we disagreed, and I think you did better than I did on the disagreements. There, I, I don't remember that. I, I did. We get the stats ever? Uh, somebody, some weird reader sent me the stats. You, you did slightly better than me. I didn't really want to talk about it because you did better than me, and I hurt my feelings. <laughs> Dallas, well, you, you kicked my ass the two previous years. So I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm you happy. would do. Thank you, reader, whoever, whoever sent that in. Dallas, thirty-five wins. I really want to go over on this. I like the guys on this team. You know, I love Doncic. Dennis Smith year two will be interesting. I'm still not 100% sold on him, but it'll be fun. I like the fact that they're going to play him off the ball and play multiple point guards and do all this. Dirks last year. DeAndre Jordan's in there. There were signs of deterioration with him last year. I'm not 100% sold on that. Most importantly, Haral the Bob's there. And this is it. And I am going over. Our friend Haral Bob, Haral Bob Valgaris, longtime gambler. He's been on this podcast multiple times. Got a job running analytics for the Mavericks. I think that's worth seven wins. I'm going over for Dallas 35, and I'm making it a lock. I got you, Haral Bob. You taught me how to win. Bob Lock. You you beat me to the punch. You stole the enthusiasm. I love it so much. I'm right there with you. The H Bob lock is in effect. H Bob, I think it 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 slightly undersells what the, what that dude brings to the table. Yeah, calling him a gambler. It's true that he's a gambler, thinker, and it's true that he made millions of dollars gambling on basketball. But what he really is is a savant, an analytics savant. He had basketball advanced analytics that he was running off his own platform ten years. Ago, 15 years ago, as as a simple way to try and create an advantage for himself. This man, I never ever, ever betting against that dude. This is an over H Bob lock. I also think Dallas is interesting. 31 wins last year. Me too. You're only asking him to win five more games. And I think Doncic is going to be super fun to watch. Yeah, I added, love this this over, and it's an H Bob lock. They added Doncic and they added DeAndre. Their centers were a mess last year. What I love about Doncic, I love a lot of things about him, but he's going to be able to play a whole bunch of different positions for them. He doesn't necessarily need the ball to succeed. And uh, Rick Carlisle, lot to love. I, I think make playoffs for them is plus 600, just throwing that out there. That's where it might, might be worth a flyer. They're not going to make H-Bob, the H-Bob flyer plus 600. Congratulations, <laughs> Rob, Bob. We're going to miss you on the pod. I'm going to miss texting you about gambling and NBA stuff. You're not allowed to text about anything. I sent him one text that was on the line. It's like, I can't talk about this stuff anymore. It's like being friends with somebody who's in the mafia, who's now just running an ice cream shop. Uh, I We respect it. We're rooting for you. Good luck. 
Unbelievable. Memphis, 34 wins. I'm going under. The over is minus 130, so there's actually been some action. I get it. Jaron Jackson's going to be really good. No question. Gasol and Conley, maybe they're healthy. Chandler Parsons rumors he might be healthy. I get it. I see it. Um, I just, uh, I, I, I think it goes the other way. I think this is, if Gasol and Conley are healthy, trade them. Get their asses out well, of there. Wait, what are you refused. doing, Memphis? You're not, you're not winning. You're not winning anything. This should be, if those guys aren't healthy, they're going to suck. And if they are healthy, trade their asses and get some picks. This is another team with a beloved, you know, a friend of the pod, uh, John Hollinger. We love Hollinger. Or at least I I do. I like him. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's a nice guy. I think he's mad at me, though. Uh, You would think that he would, of all people, just based on all of the, 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 uh, the persuasive writing he'd done before taking this job for Memphis, be prepared to pull the plug on veterans when you can get value. So it must be the case that they just have not had trade offers that have knocked their socks off. Well, those guys, they make crazy money. But that goes back to my Miami thing. Like this is how Miami makes the next step is they roll the dice with one of these, with a Gasol type or whatever. Conley is is a point guard that should be available to every team in the league. Unfortunately, he makes 30 million a year. I'm going but, you know, I'm going under because I think the conference is too tough and there's going to be three shitty teams in this conference. It's the law of averages. It happens every year. And even if shitty means you went 29 and 53 or 30, 52, whatever, we still need a bottom. Who are the teams on the bottom in this division? Right? We it's the candidates are Dallas, Memphis, Portland, Minnesota, the Clippers, Phoenix, and Sacramento. Now you could say Phoenix and Sacramento. I actually like Phoenix's roster more than Minnesota, more than uh, Memphis's roster. There's going to be three bad teams. I think Memphis is one of the three bad ones. I'm not going I'm locked the up. over. All right, I'm great. Let's over. disagree. Yeah, we disagree. Go just suck up to Chris Vernon some more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Northwest, Vernon! Northwest, Utah, oh. forty nine and a half. I'm getting my red pen. You, I'm, I'm. This is this is one of my favorite bets that are available out no, here. No, take the I lead. Believe Utah four nine and a half minus one thirty five to bet the over. Yeah, lot of buzz it on the be, over. Yeah, it what do you got? Minus two thirty five, and I would bet the over. There's no price I'm not willing to pay for the over forty nine and a half for Utah. I Great. think they are so good. I think they're the third best team. In the Western, in the entire Western Conference, they had 48 wins last year. The point they had the point differential though of a 53 win team, and I think the sky is the limit. This is the season that Donovan Mitchell starts to get mentioned. He's going to be a top five MVP candidate this season because Utah is going to win zip your 53 pants. or 54, 55 games. If they get Gobert healthy for an entire season and Ricky is out there dealing the way that he's been dealing, I, I, this team is so good. They're so good defensively. Uh, you, it, 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 I watched them live. I went and saw the Almost Bullets play Utah. They just could not figure out how to get open shots against Utah. If they're very well coached, they're very disciplined, tons of talent. This is a Joe House, L-O-C-K, lock. Mm, great case. I'm going slight, slight, slight over, not a lock. And I do think there's okay. red flag signs. Um, like what? I think Mitchell wants to be a superstar. 
I don't necessarily know if that's the best thing for him. Now, if you think Mitchell is year two Dwayne Wade, that's great for them. If the concern is he becomes the, I got this guy. Don't you guys realize who I am? I'm Donovan Mitchell. That worries me a little. Gobert's health worries me a little. Rubio always finds a way to get injured. They didn't really add anybody. The West got better uh, from a top-heavy standpoint. And I also am always a little dubious of the teams. Every year there's one team that really played well the last like eight, nine weeks of the season and put up some crazy record. And we're like, whoa, what about that team? And then I just think that every year there's a team that does that. And I don't necessarily know if it translates to them being a contender the next year. Remember Miami did it two years ago. Sometimes teams just peak at at the right time and take advantage of injuries to other teams, the schedule, people being tired, no, whatever. They, they kicked Oklahoma City's ass in the I get playoffs. It. I, I get it. I they see all of it. Ass. I see all of it. I'm just pointing out little tiny red flags. That's why I'm not doing a lock, but I'm with you. I'm going over. Okay. You're on the over. I'm. That's a lock over for me. Um, speaking of locks, my bookie is a place that takes wagers from people and you can oh. potentially bet on, uh, on things. If you're interested, if you're like the kind <laughs> of guy, things? kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, they give you a chance to create a big parlay, pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you'll turn 100 into 600. There's so much to bet on playoff baseball. What about 18 parlays? Wait yeah. Do you hear me on this, on this pod with cousin Sal today? You, they have hockey, they have baseball, whatever you want. I recommend these guys. I trust them. They've been in business for years. They got great online reviews. Their mobile site is easy to use. You can even check to see if they have some of these NBA bets we're talking about or some of the football bets, whatever you want. If you're on the sidelines, now's the time to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but now you've got to join because they'll be pulling that offer soon. Log into my bookie right now, double your money, use promo code Bill Simmons, and they'll match your first deposit 100%. That is promo code. Bill Simmons. Oklahoma City is also in this division. Over under 48 and a half. Make the playoffs minus 1,000. Division plus 185. Utah's plus 175 to win this division. Roberson, Robertson. Roberson, Robertson is out for the year or at least out for a couple more months, but it does not look good. They added Dennis Schroeder. They have Paul George back. They have our friend Steven Adams, who's always hungry. Only person who's hungrier than Joe House. There's pieces here. They got rid of Carmelo. That might help. And yet, 48 and a half just seems like the perfect over-under for them. I don't know what to do. Talk me into it one way or the other. I'm taking the under. Uh, I think that this uh, leg issue with Russell Westbrook that surfaced recently that's going to have him missing you know some games at the beginning of the season is going to turn into something more of a lingering deal this i this looks to me like it's going to be paul george's team um to 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 carry them wherever they're going to go this season i don't like that i don't like a paul george dennis schroeder team you know what that is that's a team in the east that wins like you know that's like a Charlotte kind of team. That's like a 38-39 win team that's, you know, fighting for the the last playoff spot. I am disappointed that Roberson's hurt and I'm disappointed. What about Roberson? He's hurt too. Ro- Roberson's hurt as well. Well, that doesn't Roberson really, and really Roberson are hurt. R- Roberson Roberson and, and Westbrook because, you know, I want to see this vision that Oklahoma City purports to have. Uh I'll never get over you know, they're, uh, they, 
I, I have said it many times. I understand them pushing West, Russell Westbrook to win the MVP two years ago. Yeah. And, and they went all in as a franchise to, to produce that result. And then the MVP of the league for a team that didn't win 50 games, so an aberration over the last 30 years, went and won one playoff game. And they, to their great credit, imagined a team, pulled together a team with free agents that they had no business dragging in there. The Paul George acquisition was absolutely terrific, and it was definitely worth it for them to try with Melo. And that should have been something that, that worked cost us better money. than it did. We lost money on that. We lost money on the MVP thing. Oh, we lost money on there. Yeah, we lost. We, lost, money on we bet that over, as well. and then Carmelo was was bad. So you, I'm with you on the leg thing. I, it's weird that he gets this procedure done every year now. It seems like and doesn't seem like a, like uh it's like oh he'll be fine it's like all right at some point he plays so hard and he's putting a lot of miles on himself year after year that I do worry long term what's that going to look like it, it's like almost like a running back you know where you look up and one year Jamal Charles is getting signed by Jacksonville to the practice squad you're like oh Jamal Charles that guy was awesome four years ago um I gotta tell you speaking of MVP's house you know who the Ringer MVP is who's that. You don't know who the MVP of the ringer is? I mean, there's candidates. Who is it? It's Liz Kelly. She just brought me cream of cauliflower soup. She really is the the ringer MVP. You cream of no ca- I'm having cream of cauliflower soup as I talk to you. I know you're hungry, so I just wanted to plant that in your brain because I want to beat you in the over-unders. I want your brain not to work as well. I, I have didn't a, eat anything. Yeah. Well, that's your fault. You're a dumbass. I have a Oklahoma City. I have the under. I do not think it's a lock. Um it feels right around the right thing. Their divi- their, the division is, it's the division is Utah, Oklahoma City, Denver, Portland, Minnesota. Then they also have the they have to deal with the teams in the other two divisions. And uh, I just think it's going to be really hard to get to fifty wins. You really have to have a good team this year to be in the fifties. So slight under for me. I'm intrigued by the Schroeder thing though. I, I'm a fan of his. I think he's good. I think he's got a little moxie. And they always talk about how he's difficult to coach. It seems like a pain in the ass. Well, he's on a shitty team. He wanted, I don't know. I, I want to see him on this team. Um, I guess I, I'm i am interested in seeing him on this team. He's pretty underwhelming in Atlanta. I mean, I saw I a ton think, of him because Washington saw Atlanta in the first round of the playoffs. And, yeah. And he, he was not up to, the, up to the moment. I just think he could be the Reggie Jackson type for them who in a playoff okay. series, he could win one game. Okay. He had hot for one That's quarter. That's not bad. Um, I, uh, are you down with my conspiracy theory that Adam Silver told the Lakers to stay away from Paul George? <laughs> no. Conspiracy Bill feels really strongly about this. Why? He went on Jalen and Jacoby show last week and talked about this. And what did he say? What did he say? He said Adam Silver called the Lakers and called Paul George and said, Paul George won't be signing with the Lakers. You're not allowed to approach him for a deal. And if you do, there's going to be some major tampering stuff and you'll all be fine. So it was the old David Stern two-step. He pulled a David Stern. He David Stern them. And in late June, Paul George is like, I'm going to go resign with OKC. It looks great. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> That's what Conspiracy Bill thinks. I don't think that Conspiracy Bill does. Denver, 47 and a half. This is a team Danny Chow. The always hungry Danny Chow is a fan of. Plus 400 to win the division. 
47 and a half for the over-under. Paul Millsap back. Jamal Murray a year older. They basically kept their team together, which was which was uh, a good thing. People like this team a little bit. Another year of the Joker. I'm going uh I'm going slight over. I don't see how they're not two wins better. They won 47 last year. I think they won 46 last year. In fact, I know they won 46, 46. last year because on the very last game of the season, I had with the cousin Sal as I we we together made an appearance on against all odds and gave out an eight team make the playoffs parlay mm. and you know who effed it for me Denver <laughs> the, the the Denver Nuggets losing that game to Minnesota the last game of the season um they lose games to bad teams 10 losses last year to teams uh, that finish under 500 but Millsap missed 44 games last year Millsap had a bad I, like if you go and look at Millsap's stats he had the worst year he's had in 10 years. He only played 38 games. Even when he played, he was 15 and 6. Um, 46% shooting. You know, he was just hurt all year. And I don't think he's, I just think he's going to be good this year. So they went from, you have Paul Millsap on your team, but you really don't. You have like the shell of Paul Millsap to yes, they're adding Paul right. Millsap. He's going to be good this year. And now you're adding Jamal Murray, who I think we both think has a chance to be not special all the time, but have special moments like what he had last year on TNT, that game he got hot on Thursday night. I think he's a guy who has a little bit of special in him. And the Joker is great. Um, I like this team. I like this team more than OKC's team. Oh, me too. And and I'm, I think they're going to win more games than, than OKC. The two things that I'm intrigued by... I think that they improved getting rid of Moutier um, as the backup point guard was yeah. a huge addition by subtraction. Yep. And they replaced him with the little guy. So I'm praying that the little guy is healthy. That's the other thing. We get to root for the little guy. If the little guy comes on and, and, and you know, his hips are in, in good health and he's, he's kind of an instant offense mode, that makes that second unit so formidable. And I'll tell you, you know who I'm really intrigued by for this team? Michael Porter Jr. Mm. I think that there's a real potential mm. for him to 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 step in and be an eye opener. Now he's not going to get you know tons of time, so he's not a rookie of the year candidate. But there's a redemption story there with him, and it's a good situation for him to to like comfortably be kind of groomed and come on and show us something. I I like Denver. I think they're deep. I think they're smart. I think that they're they can easily win 52 games. Michael Porter Jr. also gives somebody to ride to rehab with Isaiah Thomas. Two of them can go together. <laughs> That's when they, unfair. When they're when there's getting like two hours of uh, injury stuff. You're right. That was mean. I apologize. I love Isaiah Thomas. I it does worry me that those. Well, at least with Isaiah, the upside of that for what they paid is the all time no brainer. If they get anything out of him, that's great. If if they get like, kind of six-man level Isaiah coming off the bench and changing games, that becomes one of the most interesting teams we have. So I like the over. I, I agree. Plus, they still have that advantage of marijuana being legal in Colorado. And these guys, the opposing <laughs> team guys go in and they just go to the head shops and they fucking get stoned out of their minds. That's an advantage. Yeah. Not that they're not getting stoned out of their minds anyway. It's just easier in Denver. Speaking of getting stoned out of your minds, the Portland Trailblazers, they're over under... When they won 49 games last year, brought back the exact same team, and they're over under drop seven wins. 
I cannot remember a team being more damaged by a playoff ass kicking just in the perception of what they are and what's going to happen than this Trailblazers team. It's like they've, they fucking suck now. It's over. And meanwhile, they won 49 games and they just lost in the playoffs. What's changed, Joe House? Nothing. I don't understand it. I, I uh, get the impression that Vegas is projecting some kind of undercurrent of instability. Vegas must believe that the narrative that, that immediately followed the ass whooping that the Pelicans put on this team, that is that CJ and, and, and Dame can't play together, that there is something to that. And in fact, one of those two dudes is going to go over the course of the season. I don't think so. I don't know why they would do it. It doesn't seem like they can get proper value out of it. Um, I'm going over. I just like taking the over for the good people of Portland. And, you know, it's they're, they're, they're the only show in town uh, other than the soccer team, which is really good. Isn't the soccer team in Portland really good? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going slight over. Over 42. 43 is all, all I'm asked to, 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 to come up with. It's almost like Vegas made the over under low because they know that in February the Contavious Caldwell Pope and Lonzo Ball for Damian Lillard trade is coming. It's almost like they're doing that. That's right. It's almost like that's on their radar already. This fake trade that I seemingly made up that has not been discussed <laughs> at all. Uh oh. Yeah. Not just, just saying. Okay, so what's that mean? What are you doing? Not doing anything. Just pointing out. It's we almost. Have to take a, it's, we have to make a pick. It's almost like they know he's going to the Lakers in a couple months. It's almost like that. <laughs> this is such good stuff. It's almost like that. It would be like if he Why was going you to tell the Lakers. Tell me this ahead of time. I'm just saying, if Damian Lillard's going to be a Laker in February, you'd probably make Portland's over under total 42. Would be my move. Damn it. Would be you my dick. move. Why would you let me rant and rave like that? And then with this obvious insider knowledge. I don't have insider knowledge. I, I'm you just, love to do I that talk to in hypotheticals. all the time. Talking hypotheticals. In fact. Watch this. Yeah. See, I have my highlighter pen. I'm mm. highlighting Portland because now I'm going to bet the under. They get a highlight for the ones <laughs> I'm going to bet my <laughs> real money on. You're just hypotheticaling. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm going. I'm going under as well. I thought they overachieved last year. I think there's a chance for a major trade that will probably not reflect great on their roster. And uh, I think the West is better. And we need two teams to get bounced out of the playoffs. At least. Now you could say three if you think the Clippers can kind of sneak in there. But, I don't um, think the Clippers can sneak okay. sneak in there. But we'll have our our time to talk. About I'm going to go under. Next one under uh, or I'm over. I'm joining you on the under. Minnesota, 41 wins. This seems crazy to me. I actually like, all right, let's say they get 60 cents on the dollar from Minnesota. Last time I checked, Towns is still on this team. He's really good. They have good players. We need Um, to see from Towns what impact, what was the Jimmy Butler effect? And, and, I texted, I watched a late season uh, Minnesota-Washington game last year, and I was stunned by how impactless. There are a lot of guys that are impactful. 
Carl Anthony Towns was impact less, and he ended up with a double double, like nice yeah. stats, twenty four or twelve or thirteen or something like that. He couldn't have had less to do with the outcome of the basketball game. He was just running up and down the floor. Yeah, and and I I just was so befuddled by it. Well, I think Jimmy Butler is too. Talent. Yeah, you know, there's this great legacy of NBA stars going back to the '60s with like Walt Bellamy. Where they get their stats, but if you actually watch the entire game or you were there, you're like, how How does that guy have 24 points? I was here the whole time. What just happened? Towns is the captain of that team. I still think he has, I'm not, I don't think he's like this generation's Elvin Hayes or Spencer Haywood or Sidney Wicks or some of these other guys. I think he's better than that. But it is weird to see him in person, how he, you forget he's on the court for like five minutes. Didn't you have that feeling? Like you're, you're, yes. you're, I'm like, oh, Towns is out there. Is he? Was he out there the whole time? I didn't, I didn't realize. And I think so that's he, part of why he, Jimmy Butler is so crazy. He should have numbers like Anthony Davis. He should have forty twenty games. You know what I mean? He well, should have two happening. or three forty twenty games a season. And Anthony Davis. That's how much talent he has. I have the over for a bunch of reasons. I think Butler is staying there for at least the next couple months because they can't trade that dude. Tibbs is in a, I'm getting fired anyway here. There's no way he tanks. They're going to be balls to the wall the whole time. They do have some talent. If this doesn't light a fire under Wiggins, I don't know what would, other than um, actually lighting him, lighting a fire on his ass would be the only other move, other than Jimmy Butler just calling him out and making him just seem like uh, like he doesn't give a shit. Jay, I saw Jalen on uh, Countdown. He was saying how there's got to be a fight in the next practice. It's gotten to that level. Like people are just questioning your manhood and what you care about in life. Well, so, they canceled today's practice, which I love. They're 41 wins. There still is a chance. Like, what? let's say they get Eric Gordon. Now you add Eric Gordon to that team with Butler and Wiggins and Jeff Teague and some of their bench dudes. I don't know. I I like their team more than Portland. And Wait, how do they get Eric Gordon? What are you talking about? I'm saying if they traded Butler to Houston. Oh, you said you you said Butler that you repeated Butler being on that roster. Oh, I screwed I, up. I, I meant Towns, Wiggins, Eric Gordon. You know they got Taj. The bench is the bench is pretty rough actually. Now that I'm looking at it, <laughs> isn't Jeff Teague still the starting point guard for that team? God, I might have to redo this. <laughs> Derek Rose is. I on like this it. Team. I'm joining you on the over yeah, because I, I think the scenario you outlined at the beginning is right, which is they're going to be stubborn as f, and you know there's no the I, I don't think it makes sense for Butler to not go out and play. I think he should go out and play. Right. And the know, upside they're, is they're, they keep Butler and they actually do well, and it becomes this kind of weird marriage. We've seen this before. Like, yeah, the San Antonio traded Sean Elliott for Robert Horry, and the deal got voided. And they kept Sean Elliott. And that's about as bad of a situation as you can have a team. And they don't win in the title with Sean Elliott. Like, we've seen really weird roster situations kind of play itself out naturally. And uh, I think it could happen here. I like the over. I, I don't We're see them having the a losing record. All right. The Pacific, Golden State, 63 wins. I, I don't want to litigate this for an hour. And we're already almost at the two-hour mark. Um I don't know. Why didn't they win 63 games last year? What the fuck's the difference? They, <laughs> now it's another year of them talking about what a grind it is and how tired they are. And Yeah. How about this? Not with not counting Cleveland. They've played uh, 
30 more games and 8,000 more minutes than any other team in the NBA over the last three years. So, right, that's it. Let's not relitigate it. Let's let's not litigate it at all. I'm taking the under. It's really hard to win 64 and above. Doesn't happen often. They have old guys in this team who now know Livingston, Iguodala, you know, guys that are key guys if you were really trying to win 64 games who they just want to be healthy in April, May, and June. They're not going to play those guys that much. They're going to throw all these random dudes. The one guy, I said this in July, nobody believed me. They stole Jerebko from Utah. I don't know why Utah didn't keep Jerebko. Jerebko. We call him Jonas. He's going to be good for them. <laughs> Jonas he's is going to- He's a perfect warrior. Yo, Jonas is going to be good for them. I yeah. may or may not have exchanged texts with somebody who coaches the Warriors who was raving about Jonas. Um, well, you know, he he fills the hole that David West left behind. And, you know, great job by David West getting his ring. Way to go, D. West. That was money. I'm I'm happy he did it. He contributed to that team. Jerebko is, is, is perfect to slide into that role. By the way, there's this new trend that I keep hearing with um, basketball insiders where they they credit the team. They, they, they're passing on the information, but it's always super positive. So it'd be like, you know, talk to a guy at the Warriors. He, he thinks Quinn Cook could make the LNBA team. It's all, it's all this like infomercial information. It'd be like if, so, if somebody was, I'm not saying there, that was a joke, obviously, but it's stuff like that. Yeah. Like talk to a guy at Sixers. Like they think Markel Fultz could be all defense. And it's like, yeah, of course they're telling you that. They work for the team. What are they going to be like? Markel Fultz is a fucking clown show. It's never happening. Like, of course they're going to build these guys up. Um, I, it's my new favorite trend from an information standpoint. But talk to uh, talk to the guy at the ringer. He said nephew Kyle is really doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, nephew Kyle really is doing great. I know, but I'm saying like if it, you know you nobody you're not going to hear like talk to the guy at the ringers. Nephew Kyle's a fucking train wreck. Every time we call <laughs> Joe House, he has to ask for the number. He has no idea. He didn't Untrue write it down. though. That's, that's he didn't write man. <laughs> oh, no, oh, man. Not nephew Kyle's man. Shutting it down. <laughs> Nefika has three phone numbers to remember. For some reason, won't write them on a piece of paper. I have them now. I have Jacko's and both of House's number. Well, Nephew Kyle is doing great, just for the record. But Thanks, House. But uh, I talked to a guy at Golden State. He said he said they love Jarebka. They think he's great. All right, that's enough. Enough. All right, we're Laker. both under Lakers. Under yeah. Lakers. You're hungry now. You're officially hungry. Lakers, forty-eight and a half. I'm making this a lock. Here's my case. LeBron James is on this team. I like the young guys. This team has a higher percentage of guys that I like than almost any other team, with the exception of Caldwell Pope. Trade his ass as soon as you can. I like LeBron on a young team. We talked about this on the MVP podcast with KOC and Marcillo. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of energy at those Laker games. I think they're going to be very tough to beat. I think LeBron has heard all the, oh, maybe he's throwing away this year. All that crap. I like him and Lonzo. I think Ingram's really good. I like Josh Hart. Rondo, as you pointed out earlier, was essential for New Orleans last year and could be essential for this team. I like their roster. I wish they had signed Brooke Lopez instead of JaVale as the one, is the major glaring move. The other ones are expirings, whatever. Like they, those guys are going to be packaged into a trade. But I, you, I hope you're sitting down, house. I think this is the three seed. 
I have them as oh. my three seed. Yeah. I'm not, I think that's crazy talk. I think they are 55 and 27, 56. I'm not saying, I swear to God, I swear on my kids. I'm not saying this as a reverse jinx in the Lakers. I really genuinely, <laughs> it, I, I just want to get that out. Cause people are like, Oh, I don't people trust him. He's a dick. Hate you so much. No, they, they know love exactly me. what you're up to. No, I'm not. I'm I just swear what, on my though. kids. I swear on my kids. I swear on nephew Kyle, on my kids. This is not oh, a reverse great. jinx. I think the Lakers are going to win the three seed. I think they're going to win 55 or 56 games. And I think they're going to be one of the stories of the first, I don't know, two months of the season. It's like, wow, the Lakers are good. I, who saw this coming? I fucking see it coming. The Lakers are going to be good, period. Well, I will say this. I'm joining you in the lock because I, too, think the Lakers are going to be good. This track record of LeBron James winning at least 50 games every season that he plays, you know, I think that's a pretty good track record. Uh, he's won at least 50 games every season since 2007, 2008. I just looked at the calendar. That's 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. you know, not counting the, the stupid lockout year. Um, I am so dumb that I watched the entirety of last night's preseason game. I watched like two thirds of it. I really enjoyed it. I drew conclusions that are completely ridiculous. Yeah. I love this Lakers team. I think they're good. I think Ingram... By the way, what's the dude's name who's doing the video um, work for you? Uh, it's a new innovation of we have a um, lot of good NBA ones. content from the ringer. It's effing delicious. The, the leap. leap. Who's doing yeah. the leap? Bunch of our people. We have great people. I don't want to give well, one you, person you, credit because then somebody else would be. Mad. No, you, there's like one guy who had this thing from Dime Drop. Well, who's that guy? Well, the guy, the guy running that is Kyle Mann, but our whole team makes it with them. But yeah, Kyle Mann. Of course, it's good stuff. Um, well. I like Ingram. I, I I'll love tell you the another thing. Piece. I really like Lonzo. And I keep saying this. I'll buy all your Lonzo stock. If your Lonzo stock's for sale, send it my way. I'll buy it. I think him and him and LeBron are going to be good together. I like the Laker team. We're aligned. But you don't agree on a three on seed. Lock. You have Utah as your no. three seed. Yeah, I have Utah as a three seed. You're absolutely right about that. Well, sounds like a side bet. What do you want to bet? Ooh, this is good. Yeah. Um, Let's side bet the shit out of this. of our choice. May I have your first major domo meal? Yeah, well, that's right. Well, that'll have already happened, but your second major domo meal. I, I, I'll, well, I'll find another restaurant in LA. I mean, I, I'm going to. Did eat I tell so you about last week? Domo. Did I tell you about last week? No, what happened last week? Oh, you were in New York. Yeah, we went to Major Domo Sam, the original Major Domo restaurant in New York, and Chang. They had this giant duck, and we took it down. Like it was like like when five people are tackling Gronkowski and he won't go down and it's just finally the pile gets him. That was we were the pile and the duck was Gronkowski, and he did go down. It was great. You weren't yeah, there. The, I've had the duck at Sandbar. It was before, awesome, uh, but it was many years ago. I, it was not Chef David Tang wasn't there, and I know Chang has terrific support. So I, I think we had great duck. In good fact, times. we had it together. Uh, but it was so I, I good. can imagine. I can only imagine last week's duck. Three teams left. L.A. Clippers, 37 and a half wins. I'm going over and way, here's why. I think oh. they... Oh, you're going oh. under. Go ahead. Way you go under. first. Extremely way under. Why? Under. Why? You asked for the teams that... that uh, for the third team in the West that's going to be terrible. It needs to be the L.A. Clippers. They're, it just doesn't make one lick of sense. The only thing that, that uh, has them doing anything at all is the fact that doc rivers is still the coach and doc is not a tank kind of 
kind of coach. They have neither the talent nor the incentive to be good. They should stink. They This is the time to bottom out. Steve Ballmer is a businessman. As a businessman, he needs to look in the mirror, understand what he has in front of him, and get rid of assets and prepare for the reinvention of the business. Well, Steve Ballmer is the same guy who, um, by just making a shitload of mistakes, created Apple, basically, for Apple. Microsoft's still doing pretty good. I know what you did there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over. I don't think they're capable of tanking between Balmer and Doc. I don't think either of them have any interest in it. And I actually like some of the players in their team. And I think I could see them. Like one. 39, one. 40, one player I like you Lou like. Williams. I like Tobias Harris. I like Tobias Patrick Harris Beverly. Is likable. Patrick I, Beverly is likable on a different team. Tobias, uh, uh, um, I like Williams what I've read about the rookie. On a different team. I like what I've read. I don't even the uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Kentucky kid. I think here's the other thing. Here's the other reason I like the over. I think they have a chance if they want to. By the way, they hopefully Gallinari is healthy this year, and if he's healthy, I like him. I like T. T Dosich. They got Maba Mute for a little defense. They got Avery Bradley. This team can actually d up. They can put out Beverly, Avery Bradley. Um, Maba Mute, Tobias Harris, and Harrell. Harrell's my favorite guy on this team. I like the. I'm going over on the Clippers. You went over, and I'm, they I'm and then I make a the trade. Under. All right. Well, you're going to be wrong. Well, that's it. That that would be the thing that would screw me on the under. That's a that's a perfectly fine complimentary set of players surrounding a super duper star who wants to come to LA. And but be they in play LA. defense, though. Um, that, sure. Yeah. Like I say, complimentary. So if Durant goes to the Clippers next year, do you think more or less of him? That that I I think that that's perfect. That would be a very Steve Ballmer kind of play. That would be a smart businessman preparing his team to 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 you know and seizing it, seasoning it. Yeah, seasoning it. Anyway, I know what you mean. To, Phoenix. to accept a wonderful superstar like David Chang preparing a wonderful array of lettuce wraps and other kinds of accoutrement to go with a beautiful lacquered duck that you dropped down for you mother efforts last week when I couldn't come to dinner. I loved it. Phoenix, 29 and a half. The case against them, they have no point guard and they just fired their GM nine days before the season, which was actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Have the guy do They're the, the draft their free agency and then fire them. Like, what, what kind of jackass is in charge of anything that would do that? The, the case for them is Aiton has really impressed people in the preseason. I still feel like Doncic should have gone number one, but I saw the case for Aiton. Aiton looks like a, a man's man out there already, and he is the oldest-looking 21-year-old we've had in a while in the NBA. Josh Jackson, possible step up. Devin Booker, little scoring. Trevor Ariza, not a great year last year, but some veteran leadership. Like There are pieces, and there is a crunch time that I enjoy with this team. And I, I, I don't think they're going to tank. I I think, I think part of this is, um, they actually might be fun and a little bit frisky. Their fans have been waiting to watch a good team for a while. And there's upside with Aiton, you know, like yeah. there's a chance. So I like everything oh. except for the fact that their point guard is named Ellie Okobo. Okobo. I don't know who that is house. <laughs> I, wa I watch basketball a lot. Name. Elio Kobo? Sure. He's from France. He's 20 years old. He was their 
31st pick in the second round. And on the ESPN depth chart, he's their number one point guard right now, which I, I'm sure isn't true. Here's my question. Just play Devin Booker a point guard. What's the big deal? Just use him like Curry. Have him bring the ball up and then run off some screens. It's not rocket science. Let me ask you this. When's Devin Booker going to be back playing basketball? That I don't know. Why was he out on a scooter? I know whatever fake-ass thing they came yeah, up with that wasn't to great. explain. I don't like that. He just got all his money. They just wrote, said they, they, they entrusted the franchise to him. They said, okay, young fella, yeah. we got it. You did your thing. You've, you've put us on the map earlier than we anticipated being on the map yeah. with these, these in, enormous scoring outbursts. We respect that. Thank you for doing it. Here's your, your reward. And what he did was go out and be irresponsible behind their backs and cheat on them. I'm taking the under. I don't like franchises that hopeful, have players Hopeful like to play in season opener. Huh? Hopeful. Hopeful to play in the season opener. Yeah. Devin okay. Booker. Well, I hope I hope that works out for him. I want to know what the injury was. I want to see his hand. I want to see whether or not he's wearing a brace on his hand. I'm taking the under because it also makes sense for them. They still need one more piece to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, uh, by the way, preview. Well, I'll save it for AAO. I have a point of view on Aiton. When it comes to rookie of the year, mm. you know, you you swayed me the other way. You're right. If if Booker was guns blazing, 100 percent healthy coming in this season, because they'd have to start out pretty well for them not to realize it's a good idea to tank. If if he's not healthy and they start out two and eight, two and ten, you know, at some point the path will become pretty clear. So I'll, I'll join you. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go under for them, and I'm also going to go under for Sacramento, our next team. 26 wins. <laughs> that's five. just easy. Yeah, I'm going just... under also. That's easy. There's nothing to talk about. Yeah, I'm that's... sorry, Sacramento. Yeah, sorry. You're not you're, – you're, it's your Sacramento. Now, here's the catch for them. They don't have their pick. Do not have a first-round pick. Who has pick. it? Philly gets it if it's top one. The Boston Celtics get it if it's two or later. So there's that. That's a shame. They need to go into the market and get another pick. But they their, their only trade assets are Marvin Bagley and Darren Fox. And they need both those guys. Right. And I, I think they're actually... So there's we've seen this scenario with Brooklyn where they play so hard, they actually get the over, even though you don't know what the F they're doing. And they're in April, they win like six of seven and they feel good about themselves. I'm still going under just because it's Sacramento, but... Uh, yeah, they won 27 last year, and and they had the point differential of a 20 win team, uh, right. and and their over under is 26. So it's either going to be spot on 26 division. or 25. We're both taking the under. We have an agreement at the end of this assessment. So we're going over for H Bob in Dallas, 35 wins. We're going over Lakers, 48 and a half wins. Yeah. Those are the only locks we like in the West. And I think that's fair. I think it's fair to play it safe because the West had so much flux, I think it would be stupid to get brazen. Yeah. We're not about like being brazen. We're about Utah's winning money. Over, but- oh yeah, and you like the Utah locks. So you had seven locks, I had five. I'm not I'm not I'm not forcing two more locks. If you want to have seven, so be it. I know what my five are. Joe House. This was a pleasure. This was fun as always. always. I look forward to talking to you in two hours on Cousin Sal's NBA Futures I'm going to go eat for two hours before that podcast. I'm eating the entirety of the break between these podcasts. Good. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks to House. Thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to go to ZipRecruiter.com. 
slash BS. Thanks to the Ringer Podcast Network. Remember, lots of good stuff coming on the Ringer these next few days as we head toward preview Palooza all day on Tuesday. I got a chance to see one of the videos, which is almost an hour long. It's definitely the longest one we've done. It's really good. Uh, I thought I thought the team did a great job. Very excited about all this stuff. Very excited for the NBA season. Back Sunday night with the Cuss. Until then.